outlast by a Super Walmart Karma Fleet. I don't know. I don't remember. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter. How's that coffee treating you? Pretty good. Yeah? yeah? Just pretty good? It's pretty good coffee. It's good coffee. <laughs> You're quiet today, John. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? I'm just waking up. What time did you get up? About an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> I spent all Saturday night standing out in the rain in a bonfire. So. Mm. We're at Naperville? Uh, friend's house in Yorkville. Nice. Yeah, I threw a party and I played it. And then as soon as I got done, it started raining. And then we just stood out in the rain for about four hours. And then I slept in my van with an air mattress that has a hole in it. So I kind of <laughs> had to keep waking up intermittently throughout the night and putting air in it. You're accustomed to sleeping in the rain, aren't you? Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> this time I had a roof over my head, though. <laughs> Where did I hear? You had a table over your head and a, and a little tent above that table. Yeah, so I saw two layers of protection. <laughs> it wasn't cold out either. It wasn't? It was July. I wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been a blizzard and I wouldn't have had any difference. Uh, we're talking about a good uh, old sleepover after DC Fest. Yeah. You've slept here a couple times. I've slept at your your barn, the cook farm, yeah. a while ago. Some good nights. I slept here one. That, that was, I think that was just it. once. I yeah. thought you stayed here once when you were recording. No, I think you slept on couch. Am I crazy? Yeah, you're crazy. Maybe I am. Totally. Uh, we've interacted too many times. I can't keep track anymore. It's been six years. That's it. Six years. It was, I believe, May, April 2015 when you first came through. Huh. You had long, luscious locks. Yeah, nice and greasy. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. a greasy guy. Try to look cool. All dressed in black. Yeah. Played terrible music. <laughs> no, it was great. <laughs> it was amazing. It was the first time ever I experienced someone who had a custom kickbox drum and was able to do that with a kick pedal backwards, which yeah. is hard to do. It's like not very um, fluent feeling at first. I'm sure it was very hard. And then the tambourine on your left foot, slide guitar resonator, and then singing. I mean, I I remember I tried to do. I got on there and I was like, this. It was the weirdest feeling. I don't know how you do it. Just, and you like mastered it. It's a lot, of, a lot of dumb practice. What was it like? Like, how did you come up with that concept at first to do that the one man band thing? Um, well, a lot of like some uh, blues recordings I listened to when I was younger. It was always with, like foot percussion in some form or fashion. Um, so I initially I built like a box, I built like a box out of birch wood, put some feet on it, and put like a a condenser mic in the bottom of it, and I just I would mic up my feet like with that. And it sounded horrible. Like, I had no idea how to uh, work microphones or build, like, percussive boxes. And then um, I scratched that and, and bought the cajon. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I just slipped the kick drum pedal around backwards and just started hitting it that way. And now they make them that way. So it's, uh, yeah. Do you, ever, um, do you ever try anything else, or is that that's just been your method this whole time? That's pretty much what I, well, you know, I wanted to get the kick drum and sit mm-hmm. on kick drum so I could have something that's actually made to do that, but I haven't done it. I haven't done it yet. No. <laughs> I think I've been telling you about that idea for like three years. Because yeah. <laughs> you're like, how do I get it more punchy? And I keep going, yeah. like, you should try that. And you're like, okay. But it sounds good. It sounds good live. <laughs> it's different live. It yeah. translates from a recording to live. Yeah. You get a lot more of that low end reinforcement. Like yeah. a PA system can reproduce that much better than listening on someone's phone. Right. Like you can't that hear low those frequency. low frequencies yeah. on phones or laptops. It's and, and that's like, I mean, live is obviously my wheelhouse. It's what I do most. So I'm just lazy and I'm used to it. When did you start playing music in general? Because you're what, 35? 
I played guitar in high school. High school. Terribly. And terribly on into college. And Yeah, I started gigging when I was like 23 or 24. It's about 12 years you've been doing it? Yeah. And everywhere around the country, right? Yeah. I mean, not nothing too grand. I've done some like East and West Coast tours haphazardly. <laughs> but I'm trying to get better at it, so. Yeah. Just on your own? Just yeah. Solo? Yeah. Every, you ever try a band? No. No? Something you were talking about, right? Always. Yeah, just never. Never. You would make an excellent front man. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, you, you got the so? stare. <laughs> you got that death stare. Yeah, people, I bet people love that. Intimidating. Mm. Enticing, though. That's what people want. Do they want to be intimidated? Yeah, people do. Yeah. I don't know. People are attracted to things that they fear. You know who had a hell of a stare? Justin Towns Earl. Not too familiar with who mm. that is. No, Steve Earl's kid. Mm. Okay. He uh, passed away this past year. Um, the man, he would lock in and he would just... You have that, too. Like that? You don't smile? Well, you are now. <laughs> You're just like, I'm going to kill you. So you better listen to me play. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take for you to hone in on your that skill of the balancing four things, the tapping of the foot? It's still, it's still taking. Really? It seems flawless to me. Yeah. I, I can't distinguish any, like, errors or, or mess-ups. It's very, even your dynamics of, like... Yeah, that's the thing is the dynamics. dynamics. I want to always be better. Okay. Um, just in terms of... I don't even know what you call it because I don't know anything about rhythm, but, like, you know, when I start shaking the tambourine for, like, the, I don't know what notes that would be. The 16th notes? The, the up, yeah, like I'm still working on that, like, to go fluidly along with the kick and dropping it in and out. Because mm-hmm. I'll listen back to some things, and it's just like, well, the timing on that was weird. Um, but it's only you. Like, you're competing with yourself. Which, which is it's real like, humdinger. It's, like, good and bad. Yeah. It's like, it's good because you have no one to like worry about. Like, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out what's going on in a drummer's mind or the bass player's mind. Yeah. Like, you're in control. Yeah. But at the same time, because of that, it could probably get tongue tied, you know, and you could probably make, like, when you make one error, it probably is a domino effect yeah. on the rest of them. Yeah. Or it's just, there's just, there'll just be like a weird transition that most people live won't notice. Mm-hmm. But if I listen to it back or while I'm doing it, I'll be like, oh, that transition was weird. Mm hmm. Um, my favorite thing is, and I know you probably love it, is the in-between song, like banter when it's just you up there. That's where I thrive. That's where you thrive? Yeah. My in-between song banter. You're really funny. Yeah. Yeah. You're like a little comedian up there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something about like solo artists, sometimes they're like, you have to have this humor. Because you have such serious songs, like you have a lot of heavy songs. Just sad bastard songs. Yeah, sad bastard songs yeah. for real. Yeah. I've spent many times listening to your songs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're they're heavy you have a couple feel-good ones, but yeah. a lot of sad ones in there. So, like, to break that, especially that, that stare you have where you are a little cold, a little dead inside. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just say the goofiest stuff live. It's fun. But most people don't understand it, and I don't even understand it when I'm saying it, and then I'll get lost in between songs just saying weird stuff, <laughs> and people won't be engaging with it. Yeah. And then it's like, put your head down and start playing again and try to get, try to get past it as fast as possible. Yeah. yeah, and people, you, you tend to play in front of a lot of crowds of bars, people drinking, yeah. having a good time. Yeah, You know, they're just out there trying to eat and drink and socialize. So, so. when it gets really weird is when I'm playing like a house show and everyone's quiet and looking right at me. Like my and basement? Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've done that like two or three times, right? Yeah, and I say weird stuff there, and then it's it's uh, it's even more intense. Yeah, do you play a lot of those like like basement DIY shows like that? Or is not it more enough. like Not enough. Yeah. You, you like them a lot more. I remember hearing you say that, just yeah, the intimate feeling of for that. Sure. Yeah. Being people on top of you, they're like, the bar scene is great, 
probably pays a lot better to be honest because I know people that are going there have money, they have full-time jobs, they're going there for leisure. Yeah. You know, whereas the DIY scene, people are trying to like be a community and escape that and it's not about money, it's not very corporate. Yeah. But you get that intimacy where people are like surrounding you and they're there for, to listen, they're not there to like eat their burger at the pub yeah. and get like a bunch of, you know, high volume alcohol beverages. They're yeah. trying to like be present, listen, and there's how And there's house shows that are like that too. Like I've played some... Um, over the years, I played a bunch. Um, where like the host of the of the party will be like, he'll like set the rules. Like during the music, everyone shut up. If you're not gonna shut up, you have to go outside. Mm-hmm. And there'll be like 20 people there just sitting doing it. And then they'll pass a head around or whatever. There's all sorts of different ways to do it. Yeah, there's many. There's no. That's the beauty of it. There's no like rule book. It's kind of a common sense thing. Like if someone's solo playing, it should be silent. If a band's playing, they're too loud, you can't talk anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of like just don't talk. Yeah. Go outside in the patio or go upstairs if you yeah. want to talk. It's usually not a problem here. There's been a couple times where I had to like tell people, like, please like go outside. <laughs> yeah. You're almost louder than the person performing. Yeah. Especially like, there's moments where you get real quiet. Your your big kick and tambourine right. drops out, and it's just you finger picking. Yeah. And it's like a pin, you can hear a pin drop. Yeah. Well, you got a pretty tight ship around here, Ben. You got this pretty well figured out. You know, beat somebody up if they don't listen to me. I'd love to see you beat somebody <laughs> I up. I couldn't beat up anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like plead, please, please just respect this place. I don't want to call but it everyone bro. does for the most part. Yeah, I've never had any serious issues. There's been a couple like one-offs. It's it's always, always a very drunk person, mm-hmm. like 100% of the time. I know you know that. Yeah. When someone's sober, unless they have some severe, severe mental illness, like they don't cause problems. Or if they accidentally made a mistake, you ask them, they'll listen. Yeah. Because they're not drunk. Yeah. They go, my bad, you know. Yeah. But yeah, there's no no issues. There's enough people, enough friends around to just intimidate any shenanigans. Yeah. And things like DZ Fest where there's 50, 60 people with red shirts on like, yeah. you know, no one's going to cause a scene. There's also just a lot of people. It's daylight. Everyone could see you. Yeah. It's not like a big fest where you can go hide away. It's like everyone drink a see. bunch of whiskey and go sleep under a table somewhere. <laughs> That was really funny. <laughs> I I think we have that recorded still. That that whole conversation we were passing around the Zoom recorder, all talking about like DZ Fest, and you were just saying the funniest things. I really hope that doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it does, but I think like the recording exists. I don't think it's on the internet. I don't think it ever will be. But right. I just love. I don't. Knowing. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, one of the worst uh, drinking. Well, best but worst drinking experiences I ever had was at the bar and you yeah, worked at. Yeah, you drank that night. Like a lot. And you got us a bunch of McDonald's that night. Yeah. We got like 20, <laughs> 20 chicken sandwiches. <laughs> the woman at the at the drive-thru, she says, what? I heard her talking to like the other workers. Like, that doesn't make any sense. She was angry. And I just got it. I got all, all the food for you guys. Thanks, John. You saved a lot of lives that yeah. night. Did you guys camp out? We camped out. The next day we were driving back up to Chicago, and uh, I didn't feel too hot. Very hungover. One of the top like, hungover moments of my life. It was hot out. It was June 2016, I believe. And we're, we're driving back, and turned out my friend like left his wallet in the van, and we had to go. We were like halfway home. We were past, we were by like, Dwight, like 50, 60 miles away. I had to turn back. Bring him back. back to the farm? No, back to um, where he lived in Bloomington. Oh, okay. Bring him back to his apartment, and then we'll back again. Oh, no. 
And I had a recording session that day with a band from out of town. No, no. And I was... You tell your buddy, that's too bad. Well, when he said that, the <laughs> thought of it, like how sick I was feeling and the thought of it, I was like pulled over the car and I jumped out on the side of I-55 and threw up everywhere <laughs> in the middle of the day. Just the thought of having to go back and feeling quite sick. And it didn't help that everyone in the band was like laughing and pointing and mocking me because I usually don't do that. You know, yeah. I don't... I don't you cut loose a little bit. I knew I normally don't, and no one ever sees me like in that that place. Yeah, being you know vulnerable and sick. So they they had fun with it. There's nothing worse than when you're like feeling like death throwing up, and people are just laughing at you. They're enjoying your misery. Yeah, that's a bad place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so the parties though. Oh my god, that was fun. The the the, the roast, the big roast, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. We pulled off. Well, I think we did like three of them. Mm-hmm. You came down for one of them. Um, yeah, those are good times. A couple outside shows by the... Yeah, that's right. We did, we did the outs- one inside, outdoor one. one outside. Yeah. That's when we had the... There was a really cool band who... Aaron Kelly band. Aaron Kelly band. Really Aaron. good. Yeah. That was a good night. And then you had someone open up for you. She was really good, too. Darian. She worked there at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How'd you get... How'd you find that place? How'd you get hooked up with that, that job, that life? Um, the farm? Well, I moved to Bloomington, I don't know, a long time ago. It was like... 26, and I worked on a different farm down there. Um, I got an internship working there, and then I did, like, almost a full season there. And at the time that I was there, I met, met my buddy that had this one that I ended up on for a long time. And we, uh, I came back into town and just kind of gave him a hand one day, and then we kind of worked out a living situation um, where I could just live there and exchange labor for rent. And I did that for three or four years, and then... Couple of years I went on there full time and farmed full time, and then just kind of did music on the weekends. What did that entail? Farming full time on that type of farm? Uh, well, just propagating plants, putting them in the ground, taking care of them while they're in the ground, cutting them and harvesting them, and slinging them. How much land were you really trying to take care? It of? went from like four acres up to maybe eight or ten. And how many people were like working it? It varied every year. Um, the first year I went full time. I think there was like four or five of us, and then I feel like their crew. The crew every year is different, um, but yeah, I'd say around five or six people. That's that's no joke of a of a job. It's pretty labor intensive. Yeah, yeah, but it's super satisfying. So, in what way? Um, well, I just like this the the process of like expending energy to create energy. You know, so all the energy you're putting in the ground, you're putting in the food, you're then getting right back in the form of food, you know. Yeah, so, it's know. like a lost appreciation, even a lost art. People think of, like, farmers are, like, all these, like, dumb people that live out in the middle of nowhere. Like, yeah. they're off the fringe of society. Yeah. And it's like those, those people are responsible for all the food we have. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, like, where else do you get it from? Yeah. The farming system is... It's pretty wild in this state, though. How so? Well, I don't know if you drive down I-55 at all. I, I, I do often. <laughs> I do like twice a week. I want you to elaborate, though, for the listeners who don't drive down I-55. Well, corn and soybean fields that go on for miles and miles and miles <laughs> is probably not ideal for for the earth, for us, What for do anything. we do about this? I don't know, Ben. I don't want to get into this shit. No? You're like, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of far. <laughs> no, I'm just too dumb to really talk about it, like, well. Mm. But it is a problem. Though. I like growing food. I like growing food on plots of ground that are super diverse and have you know lots of variety. 
Um, simple inputs, simple outputs. Not something that, you know, you get on a half a million dollar machine and stick things into the ground with GPS and... A robot just drives around? Yeah. You, you didn't do that in your farm, right? The farm you worked at? No GPS. No. no. Just humans? Pulling straight lines just on the... Keep it on the level. And you had, like, a lot of chickens? Yeah. Some pigs? We went through the, Yeah, we went through animals. I mean, we did chickens for a while. They don't do them anymore. We did pigs, uh, like, two or three years. Don't really do that anymore either. Some of the worst sleep I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, note to self, people. Do not sleep next to pigs or chickens if you want to sleep at all. Yeah. All I heard all night was... There's <laughs> a little zap because it hit their butt, butt against yeah. the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that rooster, it was like 3.15 a.m. Yeah. A true cock-a-doodle-doodle. Yeah. And yeah. The, on the tip of a far, like it was like a movie, like yeah. on the tip edge of the of the peak of the barn. I want, I wish I would have shot that and thing you were struck- if I had it. And you were struggling, so it just made everything worse. <sighs> oh, well, there was like, I stayed the night like three times. One of the times I, I didn't drink that much, and it oh. was just one of those nights where I just kept hearing the, yeah. Just pigs squealing all night. Oh, they're so annoying. They're cute. They're, they're real cute. They're cute. They taste really good, too. <laughs> Don't want to fall into that pig pen. Mm-mm. They'll kill you, eh? They'll eat you. Did you ever have any close calls with anybody? Uh, we had some pigs, like, get out. It's always, like, real intense. How do you get them back? They're huge. You just kind of, like, shuffle around them a little bit. Um, what are they? They're, like, what, 150 pounds? More? Yeah. A little bit upwards of that when they're ready to go into the locker. Um, but it's just scary because, like, when one of those gets out, the, um, the house is on a four-lane highway, basically. So if a pig like that gets in the road and the car hits it, that car is going to be destroyed <laughs> and people are going to get really, really badly hurt. Yeah. So And they're not fast, are they? Pigs? I don't know. Eh, not really. No. I think it trotted out a little bit, but <laughs> not too efficient. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for the most part, I mean, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the process of it all and learning how to do all that stuff, but I don't know. Time to move on? Yeah. You haven't done that in a bit, right? Um, well, last year was my first year off the farm, and I was going to go hit the music pretty hard. And then a few things happened. Um, couple, it didn't, didn't couple two-tree Didn't quite pan issues. out. Yeah. yeah. So this year is the year. How was a... Uh, and it was an easy question to answer. How has it affected you, this pandemic, being a solo? Oh, we're going to talk about it? Of course. Oh, man. Full-time musician. I mean, this you've been doing the musician full-time gig for... Well, it's just funny because I was farming full-time for however those two years. And the music thing was like a side side hustle. And then I, fi- I finally decided to flip back. And then everything just fell apart. So you did it full-time before, then farmed? Yeah. And then tried it again, then... Yeah. It flipped on you? It's always been like 50-50. I'm always trying to find a balance between labor and and joy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird. No. I mean... It's joy. Well, I, like, I get joy out of both of them, but I don't know. It's a different type of labor. When you're using your mind and emotions... Yeah, my hands are soft, Ben. Mine, too. I love it. I hate it. <laughs> you got I, some big hands. No, but they're so soft. You were a football player, right? Yeah. In uh, college and high school? Yeah. Yeah. Any... Uh, Issues up oh, there? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Just wait on that for another You played at Nor- North Central? Yeah. Yeah. What position? Defensive end. Mm. Any scares? Brain-wise? Mm-hmm. Any, any hard hits? Any yeah. bells rung? Well, they, say, they say offensive defensive line are the worst. 
Right. Because you're constantly hitting your head. And you're every, you're every pretty play. big guy. What are you, like 6'2"? Six, six foot. You six, seem bigger. It's the boots. It's the boots. I got you the, and your boots. Every time I see them, like, you're so tall. Yeah. It's the boots. It's an optical illusion. Yeah. You're not that big. You're not that no. tough. No, I'm not tough The all. mustache and the boots. Yeah, that's all for show. Yeah, you got that farm strength, though. Used to. Now yeah. I'm soft. You do look a little soft. Yeah. <laughs> You gotta just, you know, go to the gym, work out at home, see what that's, pull-ups. That's what I don't like, because it's like, oh, you're expending all this energy for that, when it's just like, well, you could go expend your energy out in the field somewhere, and you actually be growing food. Yeah. So I tried to play the balance, but it didn't work. Yeah. Because, like, my, the people I was working with, like, my buddies, my, my really good friends, like, they needed, like, me to be locked in full-time, and I was still trying to do this other thing, so it was like, you know, you gotta commit. For mm-hmm. me, like, I need to be singularly focused. I can't do, like, many things at once. Because mm-hmm. I'm really, I feel like I really, you know, I want to be really good at one thing. And if I'm trying to do, well, or like small, like vegetable operation, like being a farmer, like on something like that and playing music, they're not, they don't go well together. <laughs> <laughs> How so? <laughs> Elaborate. Um, well, you know, the life of a musician is is not all that. What do you mean? You like the, you're the, not hour, a the hours don't really work. LA? The hours don't really work out too well. No. Terrible hours. Yeah, you got one gig where you need to be up at you know six in the morning. You got another gig where you need to be out till you know six in the morning. Yeah. So, what's your favorite window? Like, what do you if you could pick a window to perform? What would it be? It's best for you. Um, I don't know. I like. I got a couple gigs right now that they start like seven thirty. Mm. So you start when the sun's up, and then you know you go till seven thirty a.m. Oh, I'm talking music. Are you talking about farming? I'm talking about music. Music, yeah, seven thirty at night. Okay, I was yeah. gonna say. You said you said you start when the sun's up. Oh, I see. The still sun's out. still out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So seven thirty to ten thirty. Yeah, that's not bad. You could still have like a sleeping schedule. Get home, be normal. Um, so for three hours, are you playing originals, covers, both? Both. Do they, do, is that just what you do? Is that what venues rec- ask based I don't, on? I don't do anything people ask me to do. I like that. Yeah. That's a good answer. I started, Except I mean, for I, this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I'm always very upfront. Like, whoever hires me for whatever, they know that they're getting what, what I'm, what I do, and I'm not going to do anything else outside of that in terms of covers or any of that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So you you pay. Th- I do. I play covers, but like I'm not having someone. Not tell many. Me. Yeah. I think like I've probably recorded. more than you know, and you just like I they're so bastardized that they don't <laughs> sound like anything you've heard before. And I'm not fami- familiar with a lot of like country and folk and bluegrass and old time covers. And can I get you up to speed, Ben? I try. I throw myself into the world. You do. There's only so much I know, though. It's it's the same thing with like you know R and B and hip hop. Like I've been learning a lot more about it, but. I never grew up with it. Yeah. I never listened to it in high school. So to be detached for so long, to dive back into it, it takes a, ton, a long time. I'm so familiar yeah. with like rock, indie rock, experimental music. Like that's always been my bread and butter. So I'm trying to expand and, and doing DZ records and recording bands has been the best method because I keep, like I say yes to everybody because yeah. I just want to record music. I don't yeah. I don't really care about the genre. Oh, you know? dude, million, million streams. A million. Crazy, huh? That's amazing. You're part of a lot of them, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you would only listen to me, I'd tell you to pull my videos down and be in much better shape. <laughs> Wait, oh yeah, we still have to do that. We'll talk you haven't that. done that yet? I don't remember. I yeah, gave you at, a list. It happens enough to where I can't keep track. We'll talk about it after the podcast. Okay. I got you. Thanks. 
I don't like anything that I do that's like over two years old. Really? They're so good. Mm. I'd say like the musicianship is great. It's my old shaky cameras no, that are not no, good. Production value is great. <laughs> it's me. It's always me. Well, at least we're both on the same page. I don't like what I did. You don't like what you did. So Your videos always look good. They've gotten better. Thank God. But it takes time. It takes a long time to get to that that place. Yeah. They started out so shaky and so just guessing on everything, the lights, you know, that's the sound. What, I think everything. that's how it goes, though. It is. Yeah. It really is. I, hadn't, I, just, I wouldn't say I really have a great idea in terms of what I'm doing right now, but back then I hadn't even I had zero. You just said yes to everything, I had, like, right? negative ideas in terms of what <laughs> I was doing. It was, didn't, none of it made any sense. Would you, like, um, would you put up a front to the people so you just be like, at least I could, like, f- pretend like I know what I'm doing so I can at least get some money? We try to be confident. Confident, but like you still are kind of like, well, yeah, I'll do that. I'll I'll play a three hour set. I only have an hour and twenty in me, but I I guess I'll just do that because I need two hundred bucks or something. You know, I think I always was able to do it. It just wasn't well. It wasn't solid. Didn't do anything well. I'm not I'm not like a percussionist. I don't know how to like keep rhythm. Mm. I couldn't play to a metronome to save my life. I wasn't great at playing guitar, and then I bought a banjo and started playing slide guitar too. And those are like, I mean. People spend time like just honing in on one instrument, and I took on like five at once. And mm-hmm. I wasn't proficient at any of them, and it was just like, but, but, but it if made I you can, better. If I can throw it all together and like make a lot of sound, then I'll fool somebody. You fooled me. <laughs> you fooled a lot of people. You're still fooling people. Yeah, I think that's a great way to learn. Throw yourself into the depths. And then, and then like you know, get a PA and like try to learn how to run sound. I have no idea what I'm doing. I've I've gone through like five different PAs <laughs> just trying to figure out how to run my own sound. That box is tricky. It's like you need a subwoofer for that thing to really be producing. Well, I bought the sounds. I bought the the new QSCs. I think they're tens, um, and they got I got the nice sure beta kick drum mic in the back, and it's good. It has a it's really nice tight. Yeah, I like the way it sounds. That like low, low, low end though. That that low would require like an eighteen oh. inch subwoofer. Yeah, I don't want that though. It's too big. Yeah, it's too like, heavy. I'll too play. Much power. I'll play nice rooms. Like I'll play. Or rooms where they have all that capacity, and I don't. I want that out. Like mm-hmm. I want a tight tail on that. I get you. Oh, just a quick thump, mm-hmm. punch, and none of that. Like uh. nice, want, want nice clean. quick decay. Yeah, fast attack. Yeah. quick decay. Exactly. The John Till special. Yeah. What's the biggest venue you've ever performed in? Uh, probably the Castle Theater in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. What's how, how many? What's the capacity there? I should know, but I don't. It's Was probably, it packed? Uh, I mean, it was packed for me. Nice. I thought, I mean, it's probably like, I should know this. Probably 500? Bigger than that. It's probably eight or nine. Oh, that is big. Have you never been in there? No. It's a great room. It's a, it's the gem of the town. That's like their, that's their main venue place when bands castle. come through, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's probably the biggest one. I love playing there. Hmm. It's such a cool space. And I've you, seen shows there. You need to go there. You should. I it's the perfect size to see a show. It's not too big. You can get around easily, you know, quick mm-hmm. back and forth to the bar, and you're never you're not far away anywhere in there. Where is it located? It's off. It's just right downtown, pretty much. Huh. I don't know. I've missed it. I've been to the night shop. You ever performed there? I love the night shop. Night shop's cool. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to reopen. I think yeah. they're opening back up in. I think I saw something that said June. Okay, cool. Yeah, Chris is awesome. It's such a cool spot. He brings like touring bands through like all week long. I know a lot of touring bands yeah. that have played there. Yeah, it's, it's so great. I, I'll see it on their, their yeah. you know, their list. I was like, oh, cool. The town, the town needed something like that. I know. And they're just killing it. So I'm excited for them to reopen. 
Where's uh, been your other favorite place to play around the country? Um, I'm blanking. I mean, I played some really cool spots over the years, but I mean, for me, I just like playing outside on a nice day. You know, there's people out doing their thing, and if, whether it's a bar patio or house party or whatever, as long as I have good sound and like the weather's nice and like I can hear everything well, I'm happy. That's all you need. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, one of my favorite performances was when you wore that. I think it was a Jordan jersey or Pippin jersey. That's Rodman. Was it Rodman? It was I get one of the three. Yeah. I get it. Well, it was six years ago at DZ Fest 2015, mm-hmm. and that was that, a really good set. That's the video I want you to get out of there. That's the one you don't like? <laughs> Heading for the coast? The, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan <laughs> of that version. <laughs> I got you. I'll make it. I'll make it unlisted or private for you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm wearing like stupid like welder's glass. I don't know, like shop glasses, and I look like a clown. Yeah, long luscious locks. Yeah, that song is like. I mean, I wrote it back then. I'm still playing it. I'm still, like, trying to figure it out. Really? Yeah. You're obsessed, huh? Well, like, I just wanted it to sit in the pocket. It's sit, me, it's it sat in the pocket then. Doesn't feel like what it. What pocket? You have this arbitrary vocal, pocket. Like a vocal pocket, maybe. Like, <laughs> you don't even know. You're saying maybe. <laughs> well, it's like I'm always singing, like, really bombastically when I was younger because like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, so I just bring a lot of power, and it, there wasn't, like... It didn't really leave much to be desired. If you're singing full throttle like for three minutes straight, you're not like building, doing anything. You're just singing. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, dude. Yeah, you want a nice time. We get it. You're loud. Okay. Yeah. You know, I like that earliest shit. Like that's what I feel like I'm doing. You were just going for it, just because the lack of understanding. You know. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we're gonna sit here for three hours and just you know really really work on the the shortcomings of all. <laughs> All my skill sets. <laughs> we could. I mean, I'd like to talk more about the music industry at, at your level, like what you're doing, because there's a lot of people who are trying or and are doing it, and it's it's hard. Forget there was ever a pandemic, right? Just in general, yeah. to, to live off playing shows. Like you're a solo artist, so you're you're keeping all the money, but you have to do everything yourself. Do you do you go through any agents, booking agents, press anything? No. You just do it all yourself. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I do anything particularly well, but I mean, I have a formula that's been working pretty well. I mean, I I'm able to support myself on it mm-hmm. when I when I can play shows for real. Yeah, like I got three this weekend, and I'll do fine. Nice. So summer will look good. All those outside events you can do. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I can't wait. Just hoping for good weather. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the fence about doing anything outside. I was like, I think I might save any event for just DZ Fest. Like, come out. Yeah. After this. Hiding for with a big bang, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I got. What am I doing this weekend? Oh, yeah, I got three shows this weekend. They're all outside. You want to promote them? And this this episode will come out Wednesday or even tomorrow, so you'll they'll, people can hear it. Um, if I had my phone on me, I'd remember the gigs. <laughs> <laughs> happens all the time. It happens um, play, so much. Um, what am I doing? Oh my god, I'm playing Whiskey Acres in DeKalb on Friday. Saturday, I'm playing at uh, Poor Brothers in Peoria, mm. and that those are both really nice outdoor areas. And then Sunday, it's well, it's a private party, mm. so you can't come. Okay, well, let me know about it. I'll be there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you do private parties? Mm-hmm. Some some rich banker? Yeah. Gives you a mostly tw- ten thousand dollars to play for an hour. Yeah. Is that is that too little? Do you need more? Maybe, maybe a little bit more. 
It is weird when you when you breach when you get those rare gigs where it is someone who has a lot of money and they like don't understand how much you're used to making and they like over like way overpay and you're like oh I, I, that doesn't happen to me too often. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> I was hoping it does to you, so you could tell me That'd tell me great. about it. I mean, sometimes like I'll I'll throw a number out and people are like okay, I'm like damn, I should. <laughs> throw a couple extra they, zeros on there. Yeah, but. when they say okay with comments, like, man. Well, that's the hardest thing is, like, pricing yourself. Yeah. You know. Weird. It's really... You undercharge. It's... Yeah? Yeah, I told you that. Yeah. It's a hard one. It's a hard one because there's, like, a... There's a philosophy to it, and I don't know. Some people... I've dealt with the spectrum of people who have nothing to people who have a, an, enough money, and they're like, that's so cheap. And yeah. I never really know. I want to give people a place to record. Yeah. You know, meet them in a the middle. A lot of people have access. Yeah, for sure. And like you, it's it's all me. So like, I don't got to, I, I do everything myself now. So yeah. it's like, I don't, but I have to remember that I do everything myself now because I put in the 10 years to get to that point. So it's that's like, the other thing. Yeah. It's like, you feel like, uh, for me at times, like, I feel like I'm, I'm making decent money, but you spread that over those first, like, whatever, six or seven years. You know, that, that just gets a little thinner. <laughs> yeah, it's not much after that. <laughs> Sorry, it makes sense now, but whatever. I'm glad. Hey, we got to learn somehow. There's no rule book for this. When you like, yeah. are, when you're on your own doing something that is a creative production brand endeavor, I hate that word, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no guideline. And it's, you can probably relate to this. It's somewhat annoying when people try to give you their unsolicited advice about something they don't do and they're like yeah. you should do this and they're like but you don't understand yeah, like no idea. you're missing all the moving parts as to how you even got the to system. this yeah. yeah it's hard that was like the coolest thing about farming was like just watching my buddy develop his systems mm. I mean because they're just they go I mean they go on forever in terms of like planting uh, machinery infrastructure like because I mean you too like you have all these inputs and all these ways like where you have to like allocate your time and you have to like divvy up and make sure that Certain things are getting more attention than others at certain times. You know, I just, I think that's so interesting just to see people's systems and like how they work because they're so intricate to like that specific person. Yeah. It's a very intricate thing. Specifically like that farm, like that system worked for him. Like he created that and, you know, it works with the ground that he has, the money that he has, you know, all that stuff. And it's just so cool. I'd spent a long time there and just seeing it kind of evolve into what it is now, which is, it's a pretty amazing operation. So he's got more people there now. More people, bigger ground, more ground. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. That's the same guy who had it when we had the shows? Mm-hmm. Same yeah. place, yeah. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's a great dude. Man. that's how, Are there a lot of those operations around the country? Is that There's a lot in the Bloomington area. Okay. Um, people doing different. I mean, again, everything's like kind of a different. Everyone's going at their own speed, doing their own, has their own angle. Um, and you would sell that stuff at the farm, local farmer mar- farmer's market? Farmer's markets, and then there was... Chef, we sell the chefs in Chicago. Oh, that's um, cool. In different restaurants and stuff. And then grocery stores down in central Illinois. Did you sell it to that nice, um, like, farm-to-table restaurant in downtown Bloomington? I forget the name of it. Epiphany? They supply their own. They're mm. their own farm. That's where I started. That was my first oh, okay. My first farm that I was on. Um, but, yeah, they grow their own food for the restaurants. Um, but we sell, like, we would sell a night shop and stuff like that. Mm. They buy stuff from us. What was the main, any type of vegetable, like all types? Did you have any specialties, anything you focused on based um, on the climate and resources? There's just a, a huge variety, hmm. more than I could retain. Yeah. Yeah. I, was <laughs> more, I was more just kind of like the nuts and bolts guy that would just get on like a tractor and, or just work on the machinery. I wasn't, I wasn't very skilled in the greenhouse and like 
knowing different varieties and stuff. There's so many. Yeah. They're very diverse. Did so. you wear uh, hearing protection? Yeah, for sure. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Especially as a musician. Yeah. You would have some messed up ears. I think I do. I think my, my hearing is messed up in my right ear. Really? Why do you think that? Because I have like static in there every once in a while. It sounds like static. Like have when you I'm been s- to an audiologist? Not in a while. But like when I'm singing really loud sometimes or when I'm hearing something that's really loud, it'll like it'll be like crackling. Oh no. You should get that uh, looked into, Mr. Well, I Mr. figure it's already like that, so what are they gonna do? Just tell me that it's like that? <laughs> like it's already <laughs> you lost. You sound like every American man ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured it's broke, so yeah. what are we gonna do? Um well they can pinpoint maybe a problem. There's things you try to do, and they could at least inform you on what you shouldn't be doing, maybe how to cater towards it. You should get those custom Sensophonic earplugs, the ones I have. I probably have told you about them before. Yeah. Great for playing shows, and you can buy the filters. Yeah, so if you, you, know, if you want to hear yourself on stage, but you don't want to lose too much volume, you can buy like the but negative But like, for me, like on stage, like, I don't have to worry about that. It's not loud. It's just me. I'm not sitting next to a drummer. That's true. But yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah. But if you're the thing is, it's not so much loud it's duration if you're up there for three hours i've heard the volume on your stage three hours of that is enough well then i'll just turn the monitor down because i mean it's either turn the monitor down or i put something in my ear that's going to obstruct me hearing the monitor so i could just turn my volume down right <laughs> yeah you could you could there's a lot of things the thing the trick to it too is um over time you get listeners fatigue so you have to start compensating by playing heavier or louder mm-hmm. Just to get back to that that threshold of where things felt normal. Right, gotcha. Yeah. I've also wondered if it's just like an elements thing, like because I remember, like, like if I'm, I was just driving back from Nashville and just going like you know up and down like different like barometric pressures and stuff. It's mm. kind of like like pressure in my ear mm-hmm. kind of sets it off. So I don't particularly know what it is, but maybe I should go figure it out. <laughs> you should find out. <laughs> it could be something you do something about. It could be something that. You have to live with, but you could better like handle it and understand it. Maybe not wonder at night, be stressed out about it when it is happening. Yeah. Having that peace of mind, just knowing like, okay, this is something I have to deal with, you know. Because yeah. the hearing is, it's something there's not much you can do yeah. when there's issues. Have you seen the movie The Sound of Metal? Yeah, so good. Oh my god, it was so good. I watched so it mm, two. I watched it the night before the Oscars when it won for achievement in sound, which is a uh, bothers me that they summed up sound mixing and sound editing together for the Oscars. Personally, for those listening, it's not cool. No. Those are two separate things, yeah. and they're what makes movies cool. And yeah. if you don't believe me, next time you watch a cool movie, um, unplug the audio and just stare at it and see how much fun it is. Yeah. I believe you, Ben. Yeah, thanks. I'm yeah. glad you do, but <laughs> others are just... Uh, I don't know. People watch movies on their phones, so I guess they don't even know anymore. But that movie was so good and very heavy. It's, I mean, I've always been afraid of that. That's why I'm very anal about my hearing with the yeah. earplugs and stuff but hopefully people who watch it realize like that can happen to anybody yeah but obviously if you're a drummer in a thrasher metal experimental band like it's probably going to happen to you yeah. at some point yeah, yeah. That, was, that was based off of a real duo wasn't it was it i think so I, I don't know i think there was a little bit of a true story behind that it's a really good movie yeah and awesome. the, the it's really interesting because I, re- I remember learning about elements of the deaf community in college, mm-hmm. I took a whole course on hearing called Studies in Hearing, and it's a it's a weird dilemma. Like when you're when they're deaf, they don't they don't see it as a disability, so they don't want themselves or their children to get uh, cochlear implants or have any type of operations because it's like it's not a disability; it's just a way of living. Mm. But then there's the argument like, what if that kid has the opportunity to hear? You know, hearing is the way you interface with the world. It's one of the most important senses we have. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it keeps us, it's, you could argue it was the first sense kept us alive in, in caves and jungles. You know, you can't see at night. You can only smell so far, but you can hear stuff really well. And you yeah. can locate it on your horizontal plane, you know. So, yeah, that's a heavy one. And the younger you are when you get a cochlear implant, the better your brain can develop to decipher it. Like, he was having so many issues because it's, you know, essentially this microphone that yeah. you don't pick and choose what goes into a microphone. Yeah. You know, this microphone right now, there's other sounds going on. It's going to pick it up, too. Or hearing the cocktail effect of, I can pick to focus on you and ignore other things, you know? Yeah. And uh, so the older you are when you get a cochlear implant, the more detrimental it is to, like, not being able to decipher sounds when they hit you. Yeah. So if, like, a one or two, three-year-old can get it, it's probably better off. But that's up to the parents, and it's, it's tricky. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm not yeah. deaf. I can't relate. But it's a it's a strange one. That's a hard one. Like, if you knew your kid could hear, but then you might be like, well, I don't want my kid to hear, and then we can't, my wife and I and my family or our friends in this community, and now they can, and now they're like, we can't as- associate with them in the same way. Yeah, it's crazy, like, just how that movie, yeah, kind of raised my awareness. I didn't, I didn't really thought much about anything like that. But, yeah, that's uh Just in your field, wax. you know? Yeah. You want to play music forever. Yeah. And if you take care of your hearing... As you know, playing music, it's not the uh, most hard job yeah. on your body, so you can do it for a long time. Like, people who play music can play till they die, till their 80s, 90s, but you lose your hearing, and you can't recognize pitch anymore. It gets a little hard, and it's it's got to be the saddest thing to be, like, a real musician. It's like your passion, your life brings you joy, as you said, and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore. Yeah. That's where I feel like I'm getting ahead because I'm solo and I'm not like fighting over amps and drummers and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. The place where I do the most damage in my hearing is when I'm in the car <laughs> and my my radio's up as loud as it'll go. And I'm screaming. Yeah, I take it down a couple. But notches. it feels really good to get like, like you know, you kind of had a late night the night before, and then you get in your car and you got to get somewhere, and you just get blasted on caffeine. Yeah. And you try singing as hard as you can. Or you don't try. I, I <laughs> sing as hard as I can. And, um, are you, are you singing like hours. thrash metal? You're no, I'll sing <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just going nuts. <laughs> yeah. I'll be singing like... Um, I don't know, people that... I'm trying to think. Recently it's been like... I'll try to sing like Susan Tedeschi. Or I'll sing like... Uh, I like Black Crows or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really belted out. And I'll be hitting it, like, for, like, you know, half hour. I'll be in the pocket. And then my vocal cords just get exhausted because I'm hungover and dehydrated. But I'm amped up, so I'm trying to do it. But I love singing in the car. I do, too. I don't, I'm not really a singer, so when I'm in the car, I go for it. Yeah. I go, I get nuts. I'm, I'm playing drums. I'm playing guitar. I, I try my best to play every instrument in the car, like, for real. Like, I try to, like, teach myself the drums while I'm driving. Dashboard piano. Mm-hmm. Playing that, um, especially like going down to ISU, going mm-hmm. 80, put your cruise control on. Yeah. My alignment's good. So I, I can kind of just good. let go yeah. on those. There's a, a couple straightaways that are like, there's that six mile straightaway by Dwight. Yeah. And then there's a four mile straightaway past Pontiac by the ISU farm. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Where you can go really fast. Yeah. And uh, there's nowhere, nobody around, no cops or anything. And you could just go straight. And I'm just like having fun playing. Maybe hit a hundred or so. What are you driving? What's out there? And which one's yours? It's a Honda Civic. Sil- what color is it? Silver, gray silver. Okay. When yeah. you're out on those open roads, those straightaways, and there's nothing in sight, a hundred feels like nothing. Yeah, it really doesn't. Depending on the car you're driving. 
Well, it can. It's a newer car. It can. Hand, it's smooth. Like yeah. you don't. It doesn't shake or anything. Yeah. You would never know. My uh, well, my new rig does not does not like doing eighty. Your your new van? Yeah. Really, it's new. But it's really windy out there on fifty five. Yeah, a lot and of you've, times. A, you've a, it's like a sail. It's a high top. It's a, it's a tall one. You could stand up around it, right? Yeah. Inside. It's a V six. Well, I went from a V eight to V down to V six, and it's just like there's a lot less power. So like maintaining that speed up, like I find like the sweet spot for it's like about 70, 70 miles an hour. Better gas mileage sort at seventy. Of, yeah, it's just yeah. safer. Um, yeah, much safer. Boring. <laughs> yeah, I got to get used to it though. Yeah, but it's fine. It's good. It's great. Wonderful. I bet you've been driving random stuff for since I've known you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the Tahoe was the one that got me coast to coast. I put three hundred. There's like three hundred eight thousand miles on it. It's now for sale. I'm gonna sell for a thousand bucks. Three. <laughs> you went to the moon and back a little bit with that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Three hundred eight thousand. Other. That's all you. No. Oh. My um. My parents bought it in two thousand three, and I bought it off of them. A few, I don't know how many years ago. Man. Any transmission changes? That that's original three hundred eight thousand. Oh, wow. You got a, you got lucky. Well, they say that that era of Chevy's was really good in their Vortec motors. Mm. They're bulletproof. It's pretty common to see those out still on the road. Um, and they're clean miles. They're a lot of highway miles. You know, mm-hmm. it's not crazy town driving. That's what all mine are. Yeah. I bought it with 20000 and it's at like sixty. but I'd say out of that 40000 I put on it, like thirty five is just all highway. Yeah. Like 70 to 80 miles an hour, yeah. cruise control. Right. That's what that is on that one, too. Mm-hmm. So it's still going. Like, I mean, I miss it, but... I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable uh, for my tour to Colorado in July. I didn't really want to take it into the mountains. No, not three hundred eight thousand like, anymore. Because then you're behind the eight ball. Should you break down, you know, then like that just obviously that's going to mess up all sorts of scheduling problems. So I just try to get out in front of it. Just Colorado, you're going to? Well, I'm I'm planning my way out and then the way back. What yeah. cities? Uh, on the way out, it's uh, Des Moines, Omaha, Kearney, and then I'll be in. Um, Golden, Fort Collins, Creed, Durango, Mancos. And I'm trying to hit Santa Fe on the way back. No Denver? I couldn't land anything. No? No mushrooms? No. I thought, I thought Denver would happen, but I didn't, didn't get anything figured out. And then just, uh, coming back through, uh, Wichita, and then, like, uh, Independence, Missouri. That's like a two week two week run. That's cool. Yeah, alone. alone. I think my brother's gonna come with me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're gonna sleep in the van together. And is he close in your age? Uh, no, we're twelve years apart. Oh, older or younger? Older. Oh, wow. He's a teacher. He's got the summers off. Oh, okay, that's cool. We're gonna go out and do it up. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. It's gotta be interesting to do a lot of them alone. Just always alone. Good and bad, yeah. Um, the first tours I did, and I wasn't like playing great shows but I was like traveling for an extended period of time and it was it was a lot of anxiety I would drink a lot of coffee and smoke a lot of cigarettes you know and it's just like oh you were a cigarette smoker I'm in a town where I don't know anyone and I'm like f- my my heart is going up and down in the middle of the day trying to figure out what to do with myself and then like go play a show to people that like a lot of those shows were places where people weren't expecting to be out hearing music so it was like dinner crowds and mm. Not good. Yeah. yeah. They didn't really actually want you there. No. <laughs> God, no. Hand <laughs> in for the coat. <laughs> Tell this thumping what guy. Is this guy? Tell Shut him up. This guy go away. Oh, man. You, you, 
correct me if I'm wrong. This is my assumption of you, John. You seem more introverted. You, you seem <laughs> quiet and tend to be alone. Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I don't know. I try to keep a balance, but if I'm going to default, yeah, it's definitely going to be by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Is it you always been that way? I guess. And I don't I don't know. I don't I don't I like being around people. It's just I don't always have a lot to say. Mm-hmm. I'm the youngest of six kids. Oh. So no one really cared what little John <laughs> had to say. Yeah. They were on to different things. They didn't really care about my situation. Oh, youngest of six. That's old school. Yeah. Wow. And you're 35. So you're what's your how old your oldest sibling? 50. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a wide range. I'm like I'm the youngest at 31. My my sisters are age, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so I just grew up kind of listening to people talk about what they had going on, and I was observer. Yeah, you 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 extrapolate that and write like does that you think you, your lyrics come from no. out of that observation in life? I don't know, I don't know where they come. Yeah, they got to think about it. They don't they don't come often enough. I don't write enough songs. I think I'm too. What do you have in your arsenal? How many are you you hanging on to? I have no idea. Fifty, less, thirty. 25. <laughs> 25. I mean, really? a lot of the ones that I recorded back when I don't even play anymore, which mm-hmm. is probably normal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I've heard you do a show, like the two I recorded, the full length, it was like 18, 20 songs you did. Yeah, but that was probably four or five covers in there. Mm, yeah. Um. But that, yeah. that barn one sounded cool. If only I was better. I think it sounded great. <laughs> It sounded. I, I remember uh, Trevor and I climbed way up there and put up those room mics. Yeah, I wish we could do that again. I wish we could we do that. Do it again. Like, well, the problem is, is the highway. Like that's that wasn't right that bad though. We, you I didn't, didn't get any road noise. No, especially at night. Yeah, I was thinking it'd be really cool to do like a session up there where at like three a.m. where there's no cars and it's just dead quiet. If you do a weekday, not even at three, just a weekday at like midnight or one, it's probably fine. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. You close that that big back window and everything. It's good. Yeah. It's not that busy of a road. Yeah, yeah. But you'll get the occasional semi just roaring by. Mm. It could be kind of cool though. Maybe, especially if it's like a live thing, like yeah. deliberate. Like this is live at a farm. Yeah, that was really cool. It sounded cool. We could do it so much better now with the gear I have and the knowledge. And you're you're better, right? Yeah, it's been six years. That's crazy. <sighs> that is crazy. That was really cool. I've never seen such a good trust system amongst a community. Just like a bucket of like hundreds of dollars in it. I'd be terrified to leave that out. <laughs> like I have a little tiny one that has a bike chain connected to it to like a pipe in my garage. There's like lights everywhere and there's always someone outside smoking. Yeah. And there's probably like a hundred bucks there and I'm like scared. Yeah. And you just have this big like bucket, like <laughs> pail that horses drink out of just filled with cash. <laughs> just wads of cash. The community's... Putting out there, everyone's got like a potluck and stuff. Yeah, they're all family and friends. That's what's cool about that, though. Yeah, I, I like those types of communities. I mean, I never had any issues, but around here, it's just not the same. Yeah. You can't trust. You, I would never leave it an open phase. Someone's yeah. gonna grab something. Yeah, there's always that that person. Yeah, I had played a gig once, and uh, I watched a kid put his hand in my tip jar and walk away with it. <laughs> and I had to go confront him about it. He pulled like a he like went in there. He's like looking through the bill folds, and he found twenty. He's just like. Huh. He put little shit put in his How pocket. How old was he, you think? He was probably six. Oh. But I was like... Should have grabbed him by his ankle I was like, held you, him upside down. I, I, <laughs> so I was like, you mind if I get that back? He like threw it on the chair next to him and walked away. Wow. Where were his I like, parents? I was like, do I tell his parents? I did. Well, I told the parent, the friends of the parents. I was like, hey, just so you know. Good. 
Kids just yanking money out of that. That could be the pathway to prison (laughs) or to like never doing that again. Like, oh, I made one mistake. That was so funny. (laughs) He's such a little shit. But that's the only time I've seen that happen. At least it wasn't like a 40 year old. Then that's that's when it's sketchy. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't want to confront this dude. Yeah. It's going to be bad. (laughs) So, how, how many shows were you playing a year usually before COVID? Just like every weekend? Yeah, probably like around 100. 100 shows, like yeah. two a week. Yeah. Nice. And I'd try to do, like, ideally, I think I'd be at like 150, 200. Mm. That's where I want to be. Oh, shoot. What just happened? I'm breaking stuff, Ben. Oh, you're good. Oh, the light fell. Let me give you, let me give you some more slack. Trash in the studio. No, it's all good. There we go. While, while I'm doing that, I'm going to talk about this cool artwork that my, uh, grandma and grandpa made back in the day john and rosemary bauer this house that he built they uh, were really creative people and they made this cool 3d mixed media piece of art from trash like all the way to the side was that is that a uh, silo what do you call that mm-hmm. silo that is a toilet paper cardboard roll oh. yeah it's just like a bunch of different stuff it's cool i've had that in this house my whole life and thank God I didn't break it because I used to play with it when I was a kid. It looks very like, breakable. Yeah. I used to put my G.I. Joes on it and stuff <laughs> until I realized I probably shouldn't. But, uh, yeah, they were really creative, and they didn't have a lot of money, so they would just make art out of anything. Like, there's a bunch of really cool circular saw blades at my parents' house, like two or three of them. It's the blades that my grandfather used to cut the wood to build this house. My grandma took them and painted on them, and oh, cool. they're just hanging up. Nice. It's like, yeah, they were really creative with that. That's so. awesome. That looks like a... Something out of like um, like a claymation movie, you know, mm-hmm. where you have a little scene of people walking around. Yeah, like an animation. Yeah, film. yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I, I like I said earlier. Whenever I'm like, I couldn't get an artist to provide any artwork for the podcast. I just go over my house and grab cool <laughs> artwork my family made. That I'm like, they would appreciate if I promoted this, right? I mean, they're not around anymore, but it's just cool stuff that's never been looked at by the public. They're yeah. just things that we hang up around the house. But, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, we're back at it. I thought it would be a good one because, you know, you worked on a farm. Yeah. It's a farm. Farmy. Have you, uh, have you always been like that? Like an outdoorsy, like working outside with your hands on the farm? Because you grew up in old Naperville, right? Yeah. Which was kind of a, that's a farm town. Was. Yeah. It was, um. Now it's a. City. No, it's a weird place now. Weird. Yeah. (laughs) Like when people say Naperville, I go, great. Yeah. It's like a brewery and uh i wish there were more breweries an apple store and uh definitely that yeah <laughs> they got a good pizza joint downtown lou malinati's well, they got lou, lou malinati's lou, lou malinati's, <laughs> lou malinati's. <laughs> they have a really good coffee shop sparrow coffee place is great where's that um i don't know i haven't, I haven't been downtown in by a long time, <laughs> long time. <laughs> it's by the river yeah. uh it's by some taller buildings taller buildings than other ones I don't, I don't know the streets very well. I go there twice a year. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whenever I want, like, good coffee, that's where I go to Sparrow. Gotcha. Just try something new. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Farming? Farming. Yeah, it's an old farm town. It was. Yeah, my mom grew up there, and it was. that's all it was. Um, when did it start changing? Like, the 90s? I mean, it was changing probably, it's just been a slow build. Oh, yeah. But now it's, like, a thing. It's, like, people talk about it. It's, like, oh, we're, like people go there for the day. Yeah, to, like, do well, stuff. downtown is crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Like a retail, stuff retail yeah. mecca. It's like an outdoor shopping center. The yeah. whole area, the whole town, it's 
Molly's Cupcakes here and yeah. this, that, and brewery this and a restaurant. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really fool with it anymore. Doesn't seem like your your style. No. And the, the big city, like Chicago, you don't play a lot of shows. I'd like to. Yeah. If I knew how. I think if I was in the mix, like if I was around. Just gotta go reach out to more venues. Yeah. I know plenty of people in the realm of playing like. You do. <laughs> I should talk to you about it. <laughs> I, we'll talk about it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, do what you've been doing for all the other shows you play. Just email the crap out of places. Yeah. Just bug yeah. them. You have a large amount of uh, material to, you know, show videos, recordings. You're yeah. out. You have what, three albums? Mm, no. Hey, you do, no? I don't know. Some of them don't count. <laughs> so, mm. All right. How many albums do you have then? Well, I got like one full length that's on. You've on, sung up. Yeah, but I, I don't think that's on the internet anymore. <laughs> I took that down. <laughs> you hate everything. You're so particular. Well, I like the newer stuff. I got some new stuff coming out. I recorded a new EP in uh, January. It's got five songs on it. That are sound, they sound pretty cool. And then that'll be gone in three years. Won't exist in the internet. No, I think that I think that <laughs> one's going to stick around. And the one I did last year, I think, is going to stick around. So I'm releasing a so an EP last last January, and then the January before, um, and I'm releasing it in October as like a double EP oh, okay. vinyl. So there'd be an EP on each side. Nice. Um, I've been waiting for you to do vinyl. Man. Yeah. So I got I finally um, I'm using I'm going through Smash Plastic in Chicago. Um, I just sent everything off a couple of days ago. And I'll probably get it back mid mid October. So, First time doing vinyl. Mm-hmm. So I went to Nashville uh, in the beginning of 2020. Um, and recorded at Bomb Shelter Studios and hired um, Andrea to. He's the owner, and I hired him to produce, and he put a band together. And then I did that again this past January. And so I basically have the like this the same band plus a couple different instrumentation um, instrument instrument. Couple people playing different instruments on there. In addition, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna release that as like a one, one record type deal. It's two different EPs, but there'll be one on each side. One is full band. One is just you. Both full band. It's the oh, same band. Okay. I'm trying to like. So you are a band guy now. Well, I feel like when I go to the studio, I need to be. I want to be. So what? What? What does it entail? Who's? What's going on? What are the instruments? Uh, just drums, bass, guitar, piano. Upright or electric? Upright. Wow, cool. Fiddle, pedal steel, banjo. So a lot. It's a big band. A background back of vocals. Man, those those types of musicians, the studio, like folk country musicians are so good. It's nuts. They've been playing since they were five. Anybody who starts playing fiddle, like, oh, you've been playing for 30 years? Yeah. You're perfect. Yeah. You don't mess up. Yeah, it's crazy. They they think they mess up, but they don't mess up. I would never hear it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a big sound. It, I really enjoy listening to it, so I probably am not going to pull that off the internet. <laughs> it's up there. It's going to stay. So if you didn't pull anything off, how many would you have? Um, probably f- three. Three. Four. Right. Yeah. So yeah, between that and it's actually helpful that you've toured the country because a lot of booking agents look at that. They ask, like, have you toured the country? You know, like, you might be able to do an audio tree, to be honest. That'd be cool. A lot of their criteria is, like, have you toured the I country seen before? An, I haven't seen an audio tree like video in a long time. Are they still? Like, yeah, they're still doing them. Very yeah. busy. Yeah, you can definitely pull one off. You should reach out to them. That'd be cool. You got portfolio, got the the skill, you got videos, you got records. Once you do the the double EP with vinyl, that's a good selling thing too. Yeah, people love that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm gonna get one. Can you sign it for me? Yeah, 
I need I need John Till's John Hancock on it. It'll be two hundred dollars. What are you gonna sell them for? Like twenty five, twenty, thirty, thirty. Yeah, nice. Yeah, sell your yeah. Why not? I don't know. I, I think, think you should. I mean, I think a lot of shows I see that's what vinyl's going for. What uh, just black? Any different colors? Yeah, I was gonna do the Coke bottle thing, but then I looked at like my color scheme and just regular black. I think it's gonna work best, and it's cheaper. Yeah, you do thirty. How many are you gonna get pr- pressed? Two hundred fifty. Nice. I want the first one. You got it. You got it. <laughs> You're like, I'm giving it to my mom and dad. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for that. That's awesome. Good for you. I'm glad. Nice. I love when bands get vinyl, and it's just it's another step up. Yeah, and it's another step in the. Well, I keep making these CDs, and people keep having less CD players. Nobody has CD player yeah. shot. It's like, why am I doing? This? I keep telling bands don't do CDs. I sell them though at shows because you're in the middle of nowhere. They didn't get the memo. CDs don't exist anymore. <laughs> I got a thousand of them, Ben. They definitely exist. <laughs> yeah, I have a thousand too, and I have nowhere to play them. Yeah, my laptop doesn't accept them. <laughs> yeah, computers don't work with them anymore. Good coasters. Does your car have a CD player? Uh, my new one does not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My my 2015 Honda Civics, the last year they made okay. for CD players, so I could still use them, but I oh, I just don't like between Spotify. I'm a big proponent of. Buy a vinyl, especially off Bandcamp, because you can download the uncompressed WAV files with it, which is awesome. So when you're streaming the MP3, you know, there's a lot of issues going on. You lose a lot of high-end, a lot of low-end. The algorithms don't really work well. You have to even go into your settings to advanced settings if you play for premium and select highest quality when streaming through US, or through your cellular data and Wi-Fi for upload and download speeds. A lot of people don't know that. So for those listening, if you have Spotify, go to your settings and go click deliberately go click the high quality settings otherwise they'll just put it down to the lowest setting and it's kind of a waste of your money so you're listening to wave files on bandcamp on bandcamp you can download off the wave files Band if you buy a vinyl awesome. um there's a couple other places you can do it but that's a great source and i just on my laptop i have a great library of every vinyl i bought through there a mm-hmm. lot of local bands of like their uncompressed you know wave files some are 24 bit you know um 44.1 some are 16 and um that's cool. It's cool to have like the vinyl, listen to the living room with my friends, the WAV files. If I go anywhere, I can listen to my laptop, and then I have Spotify when I'm in the car or just at a party. Yeah. But the CD thing doesn't really fit into that Not world anymore. anymore. It's yeah. like have streaming and have vinyl. Yeah. Like you get the best of both worlds. You get that analog, deliberate, let's sit down, drink some wine, smoke a joint, listen yeah. to music, and it's like, oh, we're like doing stuff. I'm mowing the grass, put on Spotify. Yeah. Kind of, it kind of uh, curbs each appetite. Yeah, for sure. So I'm not getting CDs, man. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, shirts? Yeah, I got all sorts of shirts. I have your blue John Till shirt with the pocket. Yeah. I got. I still have those, and I got a couple different ones. And I'm getting some new ones made for the new artwork for the new EP. Any pins, stickers? I like do some pins. Do some pins and stickers. I got some yeah. pins and stickers for you. All right. Some Ben and Brain ones. I like this. Yeah, I wish... When I have more money, I'm going to start getting mugs for each guest, but until then... Well, this isn't for me. I know, I wish. Shit. <laughs> I want to. I That's just, cool. I like the color scheme. I yeah. Like, and the, I like I like a little picture of you down there. I know. Everyone loves it. Everyone's like, it's so it's wholesome. So cute. I got four fingers. <laughs> yeah. No, the person who made this is a great artist. That's why I wanted them to do it. Yeah, it That's great. my favorite thing to do with artists. Like, I've said this before on the podcast, but whenever I work with artists, which is all the time, I try not to give, like, any details. I'm very loose on it because I want what they do to shine through. Yeah, right. I don't want to control, like... I don't do animation or illustration. I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I just say, like, 
oh, I just want a brain with two hands grabbing it and like yeah. maybe like me. Yeah. That's and great. she came up with that. And it's like, awesome. I didn't, I gave, I think, one word of advice, like, I think a beard. I think that's it. Other than that, she did all of it. And I was like, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's, t- it's tricky. Like, you know, we work with artists for, like, for me, like, for like album art or whatever. It's, I, I just, I don't really do well, like, trying to guide people in terms of, like, my vision artistic. Cause I don't, you know, I'm the same way. I don't know anything about it. I know what, like, in my head, what I'm thinking. But yeah. I love when it comes back with something that's like totally different, not what I was expecting, and it's just. Well, it's why you choose the artist. Like you, you like their eye, yeah, and their taste, mm-hmm. what they can do. Just like someone might hire you to play a private show because yeah. they like what you do. Why? Why they might ask you to play a show? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, you know, when people want your ability or skill set, hire you for something. That's ideal. It's ideal when they're seeking your st- <laughs> yeah when they see like I want you no it's it's kind of surreal and you're like me yeah little old me you know yeah. it's weird but again you got to find value in what you do that's the, the hardest place that price that price tag is the weirdest place to get like what to say how much to charge um yeah yeah it's a struggle for sure because <laughs> I'm definitely not a business like minded person. Mm-mm. Didn't you start that in college? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it at all. <laughs> I don't know why I remember that about you, but I just love the fact. <laughs> I don't know anything about business. Didn't you get a degree in yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was your main focus in business? Getting out of college. <laughs> <laughs> I started with English and got halfway through the program and then I just didn't keep up on the reading and then I just switched and graduated on time. English literature, English language. Yeah. English lit. Yeah. Yeah. Why that? You you always been into reading? I was gonna teach. Yeah, I liked reading. Sure. Wanted summer. <laughs> you wanted summers off, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, one of the funniest thing about teachers. Like you could always tell when there's that teacher who's like, I just wanted summers off. Yeah. I didn't actually want to be a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got through it. I got like halfway through the program, so I was like in the schools. I was doing like hours, um, like tutoring and doing all that stuff, and I began to realize that I had really no place being in the school. Mm. And I was like, hey, I probably should not be in this program anymore. She went over the business. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew then that like I wanted to pursue music, which is crazy to think, because like back then like, I didn't really know how to play. Um, but yeah, I just remember I always that was what I wanted to pursue. Mm. So I got out of college and worked for the park district and did all that stuff and then started gigging. Twenty two. Yeah. And you, when did you start doing the the box? Routine. When did I buy the like the cajon mm-hmm. specifically? I think it was like 20, 24, 25. So like ten years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What what sparked that idea to do the one man band thing? That's not a common thing. It is now. It is now. It wasn't yeah. then. Two thousand ten. Yeah. I, I I never seen anything like it when yeah. you came through. I've seen a couple things kind of resembling that, yeah. but not in the same fashion. Not like not the way you do it. I just I didn't I don't know. Like I never I knew for whatever reason I knew from the beginning that I was never gonna be in a band. Because hmm. I, I listened to Mississippi John Hurt when I was a kid and I was like, that's like that's it. Like that was like a light bulb. Who? Mississippi John Hurt. I'm not sure that is. Never should, heard of him. You should check him out. Um just a finger finger picking Delta style guitar player. Just Was um, that a lot of things you grew up with? Blues. I mean that's what caught me early on hmm. was him. Like Mississippi Fred McDowell and like the early 
I got my brother bought me the chess recordings of Muddy Waters when I was a kid, um, and I just listened to that a lot. So that was kind of like what I was after, you know. And those like for John Hurt, like he was like solo guy, and he was doing. I mean, it was it was everything for me, because you know you got the Travis picking, but you're also you know you're running your solos with your other fingers. Um, so they're, they're complete guitar parts. And then I figured if I could do that, and I could throw some drums in with it, like that's that's it. Mm-hmm. And then I saw some other guys doing it. Um, I went I went and saw a guy named Chris Miller at Old Town School of Folk Music when I was right around that same age. And he just pops a piece of three quarter inch plywood down, throws a little fifty eight or fifty seven down. Just he mics up his feet. You know, he's got mm. nice dress shoes on. He's just that clap. Yeah, that's cool. You ever play there, Old Town School of Folk? I wish you could play there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why Let's not? Do it. I don't know. Like that's that's your that's your bread and butter cup of tea. I would love to school of folk music. Yeah. I, I feel like you could teach there. I I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could teach what you do there, the one man band thing. Yeah, maybe something. like Those that. Those teachers there, they're super smart. So are you though? No, I'm not. <laughs> You're wrong about that, Ben. <laughs> But yeah, playing there would be amazing. I had some like really, really amazing experiences seeing shows there. Yeah, Chris, me too. Chris Miller was there. That changed the ball game for me because I, I mean, he's one of the greatest in terms of like contemporary style blues players. Um, and then I saw like I'm a big fan of like the North Mississippi All Stars, and I saw them play there. And I saw Willie Millie Whitmore play there. He's another solo guy from he's from Iowa, very much like a one man type deal ethos to him. Um, so seeing that type of stuff early on was just like, okay, that's the, that's the avenue. Mm-hmm. And I never really like hung out with a lot of musicians. So it was just like, I'm going to Where you came up, not a lot of musicians? No, I mean, there's definitely this, there's, it was happening, but I just didn't really get involved with it. I was a gym rat. How so? What do you, like elaborate? Just lifting weights, playing football. Bench, playing, bench playing press. Guitar. Yeah. Mm. So... Yeah, that, that tends to happen. I've noticed that there's a lot of people that get stuck in that avenue of like fitting that part of the athlete, the gym, and you either think you don't have enough time to pursue a hobby, like a hobby or a fun activity like playing music, any type of art. And but a lot of people want to, but they get put in that that avenue. Yeah, looking, dressing a certain way, being a certain size, a certain demeanor. Yeah, you know, and I don't know, like they feel. It's all up here. It's all in the head. They feel afraid to do that, to make yeah. that change. I, I've met people, many people who are in that path. They're just like, I didn't know. Like, oh, yeah, I write I write creative literature. I'm like, what? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, you know, I want to be, like, an audio engineer. But, like, they want a completely different avenue. Yeah. And they almost resent it the whole time. They hate what they do. Mm. They want to, they wish they could do something creative, you know. That person who made that awesome metal work right there was, had a, Really good, you know, corporate business job and quit quit that field to be a sculptor, a metal sculptor. It's the right, right move. Oh, yeah, it's cool stuff. That's awesome. She makes crazy cool stuff and does that full time. And I know a few people who have done something like that. Not not many, but I suggest more people do it because you can't take your money with you. Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Is you like know? People getting over the monetary situation. Can't take like, the money with you. Yeah. And like making the move to do like something you're passionate about, you know, you're not going to get most times you're not going to get, like, financially backed by that. Um, I never gave a shit about money Mm-mm. in terms of, like, wanting to 
buy a whole lot of stuff, fit in any kind of like suburban mold. It was all, I was always, always a passion project kind of guy. That's, I mean, the farming thing and the music thing. It's just how it kind of all worked out. Just living cheap. Mm-hmm. What do you, What do your parents think of it? They have, I have their full support. That's awesome. Yeah. That's always a really helpful thing. Yeah, initially, like, there was a little little quandary because they're like, <laughs> you're, you want to do whatever I just listened to? You want to do that for a living? You got to you probably just practice some more. <laughs> they always got to be, it's good to be a little bit of that. Oh, for sure. But at the end of the day, if you if you keep with it, it's like, okay, you've been doing it for years. All right, I should probably get behind this. They this are always a joke. You know? Yeah, they always supported me. Yeah. Maybe from the jump, my mom bought me my first guitar. Oh, cool! So yeah, it's just I was I was I was bad at it. So like she was kind of nervous. Well, maybe you should have like something else to well, do. No one's good, right? It takes time. It takes yeah. a decade. To yeah. get good. I mean, you have the anomalies, the the freaks out there that are just prodigies, but you can't count on that for everyone. Yeah, you got most people have to put the effort in, yeah. and it takes time. It's hard to see. It's scary because you know they came up already before us and they had they knew people you know yeah. they're our parents they had friends they they had siblings they had cousins that tried stuff like that and they saw what happened to them they saw the failings <laughs> saw they the, saw the, the the death and destruction <laughs> and the abuse and i don't know so yeah. they're scared like they don't they don't want to see their kids do that yeah but uh you never know if you don't try you at least try if it doesn't work at least you tried something you know you tried a passion project you tried figuring out something you're into but to just belittle it and be like be above that and be like oh there's no money in that get a real job like you know it's like what's yeah. a real job uh, you know so you can work for some other company and make some billionaire more billion dollars yeah. like why yeah. I go out and make my own money yeah like it's truly yours yeah like you sat at home or in a barn yeah. or outside yeah. or in a car and created the songs yeah the melodies the rhythms literally everything you saved up the money to record it to keep it harnessed in time and space on a medium and then like you know, keep doing the touring, saving up for a van. Like, that's all you, so when every dollar you get, it's like, that's, yeah, it's your money. Yeah. You did that. I couldn't do anything else. No. No way. I can't either. Yeah. When I hear about people's jobs, I just like curl up inside yeah. for them. Yeah. I don't actually, I'm, I'm elated to do what I do, but I feel yeah. very sad sometimes when I see people like truly miserable, yeah. like loathing their existence over it. I don't loathe anything. But I think that also might just be a person that's just choosing to loathe. You know, I think there's a lot of that too. You can find pride in anything you do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And you can find ways to like support, you know, a lifestyle that you want through doing something. You can also have hobbies. You know, there's time in the day. Yeah. You know, you can have a hobby. You can find a positive outlook on your work and come home and do something fun. Mm -hmm. You can still play guitar with. A lot of bands that come through, they're not doing it full time. They're just doing it on the side and they still have fun. Yeah. They play shows and they do it here and there. And they're like, they know they're not going to have that really lucrative career in it and they're just having fun yeah. just doing it on the side after work which is great yeah why not do Passion you. project yeah or and then some people like yourself I, knew, I meet a handful of people that like just go on full yeah. throttle and you don't have a house or a yeah. fancy car yeah um, some people do <laughs> but you're you know you're at an age where it's like it took a long time to get to that yeah right yeah so yeah but you don't have like a house and like this big old pension plan and all that stuff. right so it's like why yeah the career, the career thing was never tempting for me because I never wanted anything that it would afford. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I never, I never really lusted for any of that type of stuff. Yeah, so it's like why, why do something I don't even like to support a lifestyle I don't even want? That's a hard thing to for some people to get their head around. Yeah. They want to have kids, the marriage, the shower, the the honeymoon, 
the the, the looks, everything about them. When yeah. I post on Facebook about it, yeah. you know, they want all that. And it's like, it's not that hard to understand, people. Think about the the passion and the energy you have for that. Now imagine you just put it to something else. Like that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You still get joy and love and, and yeah, for sure. Have camaraderie with it. Yeah. You just it's a different avenue. Yeah, and like yeah. I understood this this avenue you're explaining over here. Like I've I've seen it my whole life. You know, so it's like, well, I kind of just want to do. I want to do something different. I mean, it's not that different. There's millions of people doing what I'm what I'm doing right now. I wouldn't say millions. It's not as many as you think. On their own, full time, it's not that many. How many? It's not millions. No. Full time? I, I know millions that do it, not not personally millions, but millions that do it that, again, they went to work, they yeah. come home, and then they do it. Like, yeah. that is your work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You woke up today to come on and do a podcast on a Monday. Most yeah. people woke up and either went and logged into their laptop to work remotely or they got in their car and drove 25, 30 minutes for work. Yeah. And they're there right now, you yeah. know? Yeah. So it's actually, it's a different ball game. Yeah. When you're when you're doing it full time on your own, making your own hours, swinging yeah. it left and right, it doesn't really stop. Like your work day doesn't ever really stop no. up again, right? Yeah, it's just sun up to sundown. Whenever you can get done, the emails, the thinking, writing yeah. songs. I think the yeah the biggest thing for me, the hardest thing is just kind of figuring out how to allocate your time properly. Cause I can I can sit down and play, like I have been for a while. I got in this routine where I just put the metronome on and I set it for half an hour. And I'll just pick up each instrument and just do it at a really slow click for half an hour. And I could do that every day. Wow. I do it for like, you know, three, four hours. Banjo, guitar. Yeah. And then slide. Slide. Um, And then, but then, like, I have to be like, okay, at noon, I have to stop doing that. I have to do emails. I have to have a website that I haven't updated. And I just got a website put up and I haven't put anything on it. And it's been like that for months. People are like, where are you playing shows? Like, where do I find this out? So I need to, like, be a better businessman. It's hard, though, when you're wearing all the hats. Yeah. You know, some bands don't have to do any of that. Some don't even have to do their social media presence. How, how, do, you, how do you handle that? What are you feeling about social Poor, media? I do it poorly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I asked. I don't do a good job <laughs> at all. It's hard. It's a game. It's this weird chess game. Yeah. yeah like all I, all I do is talk shit about it. Yeah. That's all I do. And it's, it's like, everyone's like, okay, we get it, but we're in this world, so stop talking. Like, no one cares about it. It, it is the world. Like, you, it's yeah. synonymous now. You can't just be like, oh, I'm a musician. Like, that's it. It's yeah. like, you don't exist if you don't exist on the internet. Yeah. You just don't. No. If you're not on Instagram and Facebook, who? Who's John Till? Never heard of him. But also, I very much do exist. And then I can go play a show to people that don't know who I am. And, you know, they then they know at the end of the day. But then, but then, where do they find you? Then th- what they want to do is go on the internet, find you, so they can follow you, and keep up with your life, and follow you the next show, and find out when your vinyl comes out, buy your poster, buy your T-shirt. I'll talk about that stuff, but I'm not like on the daily, like trying to like update, you know, people on the scoop because <laughs> on the scoop, I don't a day in a life. I don't give John a shit. Chill. Yeah, I don't care either, but I know everyone else does. So you got to do it but to I keep think the, the th- machine turning. Yeah, but. Fuck the machine. I, I agree, except so, the machine gives you a life to live. It does. So I'm just I'm walking like a minimalist balance. Like I'm I'm not doing a whole I mean it's not even like a conscious thing. It's just like You know who can afford to do that? People who already have the millions of dollars. The ones that do get to stay off the internet. Yeah. And everyone you can't use them as an example because they don't have to do anything. Their name already speaks for themselves. They have a big brand, a big name. I bet you there's a whole bunch of dudes out there and they're just doing it. And you don't know about them, but they're out there making a living, doing what I'm doing, basically playing shows. 
Best part about it is we can't even think of one. Right. <laughs> name. That's my point. But they're probably making a living. They're probably doing fine. Maybe. Yeah. Probably is probably the, the right Operative word. word there. <laughs> yeah. I, I Honestly, I'm playing devil's advocate here because I agree with you. I'll post a story on Instagram, Ben, and it's water stories, 15 seconds long. Yeah. And you get the freaking, the stats on it. People can't even make it through 15 seconds. <laughs> It's like, are you fucking kidding? Like, we are at the race to the bottom, bottom of the brainstem. Yeah. It's like, do do am I going to keep like pumping into this? It's just fragmentation of the mind. It's I don't I I agree I agree, but I just know I find a way to have fun with it. That's I try good. to have fun with it. Yeah, you do it well. Thanks. Yeah. I try to be goofy. Yeah. It's just life. I'm very transparent. Everything I'm posting is literally what I'm doing. Yeah. If it's a band, if it's a podcast, if it's going on a hike, if it's Listening yeah. to records and drinking coffee. It's like, this is life. It's about music and enjoying it. That's all I really show and talk about. Try to, I always try to promote other people. Yeah. I get to hide behind DZ Records and just put everyone else on a pedestal and kind of get away from myself. Whereas it's different for you because it is you. Yeah. It's like, it is me, but I get to like, I'm promoting you on that story. Right. Promoting a band when I'm posting a vinyl. I'm promoting a coffee company when I'm doing, like I get to kind of stay, stay. Ben gets to hide. Yeah. You know, so I get it. I'm lucky enough to be able to hide a little bit, but when it's your own name, it's like, hey, I'm John Till, and this is me, this is my music. It's a different type of headspace. Because I know a lot of solo artists do have a hard time with that. When it's all the eye is on you, mm-hmm. it's hard. When you're kind of a more to-yourself type of person. It's weird. It is weird. Yeah. I don't blame you. I I, I sympathize. I know a lot of solo artists that are like, ah. Like Abandonment, you know, my friend, she has a hard time with it too because it's like her name, and she's like, ah. I want to just be like a band and not worry, like not have it be about me. But it's like you write all the songs; they're your songs. It is kind of about you. Yeah, we're the hired guns, you know. We're yeah. just you're the front of it. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Oh yeah, Sylvia's. Oh, she's awesome. I'm very grateful. I've been trying to play music with someone who could write and sing like her forever, and I've known her a long time. But everything like the stars aligned for all five of us to come together. Everyone in the band has been playing music for so long. When can I come see a show? Whenever we could play a show, I mean, probably in the fall, you know. So that are you? Is that gonna ha- like? Is that the plan? Yeah, the plan is to play shows in the fall. We've been working on the record, and I think we're gonna record it this summer, full length. Okay. And then should be out in the fall. Cool. And we'll play shows. She's excellent, though. I'm very lucky to be playing with people like that. It's fun. I'm glad this whole this whole pandemic, my bubble's been like my band. We just yeah. kept practicing and got a lot of music. It's been cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for bands that were kind of further detached and they couldn't play together anymore. Yeah, maybe they had wives and kids and stuff at home, or whatever, mm-hmm. and they just couldn't, or husbands, and it, you know they just couldn't play anymore. Yeah, because of that those reasons, or they lived with an elderly person or something. Yeah, yeah. I, my parents live, you know, I stayed away, and then I have no grandparents, no one around. I had to worry about no yeah. kids. So, yeah, you know, it's just me. I wasn't really too concerned about that. Yeah, the element of it. Did you? What happened to you the last year? Did you go hide away? Did you work on a farm? What did you do I to was, get by? I was painting houses. Painting houses? Yeah. Or just anywhere you could? Um. Yeah, just kind of up in the burbs. Did a couple different like uh, exterior jobs that are pretty sizable. So that held me over. And then uh, yeah, I just kind of I worked on the songs that I went and recorded. Um, that's pretty much it. I didn't do a whole lot. Wasn't really shit going on. <laughs> yeah. Did you stay? Did you live alone? I was um I was in Naperville and then I was in Aurora, um and then 
Yeah, I just moved back down to Bloomington this winter. I've just been bouncing around. I've been bouncing around for pretty much a year. I, mm-hmm. I just finally got a residence in Jen in February after a year of just sleeping on friends' couches and doing all sorts of... Hectic stuff. Yeah, it sucked. I was pretty much living out of my car. Makes for a fun story, right? No, I don't think it's any fun. <laughs> a couple of years from now, you'll be like, man. Yeah. That quarantine pandemic living on couch thing was going to make for a great record. I found myself, like, taking a shower at my friend's house, like, stepping around his kids' toys in the tub, and I'm like, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I still have a bunch of roommates. I get it. Yeah. I thought I was going one way, and I just went, we all backtracked. Everyone, we, we had to live together to get through it, and financially, everyone needed, everyone was losing work. Everyone was like, I guess we're all living back together again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is fine. Actually, made it fun to have people yeah, around. Yeah, I had fun for sure. Like, when it first hit... I was uh I was living with um my sister and uh so we we hung out for a while for a couple months um and had a great time at, at the onset you know I was like shit was going down and everyone was like trying to figure out what to do and I don't know it was cool yeah but then it just got to a point where I don't know I didn't think I didn't really give enough didn't think much about like what it was gonna be like not to play shows, and it, it was hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy because I, I never. I mean, that's never happened before where you just can't really go out and do what you want to do in that regard. So, yeah, the music and arts industry got destroyed. Yeah, like annihilated. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I lost all clients. Everyone coming through. Yeah, if it wasn't for teaching, I would have been in huge trouble. Yeah. And it's, it's slowly creeping back. Yeah. It's very slow. I think end of summer, fall will be a really massive boom. Yeah. Huge. I mean, you're planning stuff, I'm planning stuff, everyone's planning stuff. It's like it's like July onward. Everyone's mm-hmm. like hoping that we have like another two months of just kind of like getting it ready, but yeah. it's going to explode. I, How could it not? Yeah. Like so many bands have asked to play yeah. shows, do sessions, DZ Fest like in the fall. So many, and a lot of them put in the email like, "We're just, we just want to play again. Yeah. <laughs> we just miss it." Yeah, it's like I get it. I never thought, you know, doing the fest and having shows every single month for years was extremely exhausting. Yeah, but I never thought I'd miss it so much. Yeah, you know, I was like, "Oh man, this is a boring Saturday night." There'd used to be a hundred people in my yeah, basement. Yeah, it was so <laughs> weird, like having weekends off. Yeah, yeah, I never had weekends off yeah. for a decade. I yeah. didn't have a Sunday free, <laughs> and yeah. now I'm like. Sunday, huh? Yeah. This is what we do, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Sit around and... I'd, like, go hang out with friends that have been hanging out, like, for weekends for years. Yeah. And, like, oh, this is what you guys do on weekends? <laughs> this is cool. Yeah. It was weird. And now when they're coming back, I got used to having the weekends. Yeah. And now bands are like, oh, can we do sessions? And I'm like, oh, but that's my Sunday. Yeah, man. I, that's I, got, that, I got that day off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm so like, yes, I. please, let's do it. I got, like I said, I got three gigs this weekend, and there's nothing I love more. Like, I love playing, like, a Friday night. And then like a Saturday farmers market, and then a show Saturday night. That show Saturday night is just cool. Yeah, because I'm so like greased up just from like having been doing it for six hours prior to that show. Mm-hmm. I love that. You do a lot of farmers markets. Uh, I do a couple a year. Okay. Um, I think I'm doing like three or four this year. That's it's cool. It's great. Like you just start at nine, you play till whatever noon. It's just so laid back, and people are people love it. At farmers markets. Is it so like through a PA system and stuff? Yeah, I plug in. I do. I run my own sound and stuff. That's cool. I'm playing one in Kankakee, and then I'm playing two markets up, kind of like uh, McHenry up north. You ever played the Edgewater one? 
in north side of chicago Mm-mm. i've done the logan square one okay which is awesome check out the lagrange crazy one too. though like i remember the logan square one like i had to park a couple blocks away and i had to like leave my shit like making trips scary horrifying i'm just i'm just kind of like i don't know i think at one point i had a buddy there that was with me that could like like hang out and like, watch my shit while mm-hmm. i walked because the parking was you know hard on a saturday afternoon in logan square mm-hmm. let me know the next time you do I'll, I'll hang out and watch your gear all right no worries because I'll, I'll be hanging out anyway i want to go to the farmer's market sounds good oh i'll be like i know this guy it's all good <laughs> take his gear 10 bucks <laughs> john i sold your gear i got 300 dollars for you <laughs> but yeah like that's the other thing i don't know yeah so a couple of farmers markets this year like some of them are coming like bloomington i used to play that one pretty regularly and that, they're not. They didn't do music last year, and they're not doing it this year, just with all the COVID stuff. But yeah, I wonder what they're gonna do with shows, indoor venues. And you hear, you know, little remnants of they just limit the capacity. Capacity. They're gonna check a vaccine card. I don't know how legitimate that oh, is. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, that's it. I see both sides of that. It sounds. Yeah. What are you gonna walk around with a lanyard? Exactly. Or, like, yeah, like, I have access. That's a tricky one. Or what is like, it, like the passport, vaccine passport? You yeah. travel? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's like I, I'm very much on the fence about that. Like yeah. I, see, I see the pros and cons of both. Yeah. I just don't know where it – I like it now, but I don't know where it ends. If we, It could be a short-term thing. I think it's fine, but what if it keeps getting crazier and crazier and you have to like constantly show weird proof of these personal things mm-hmm. and go do stuff? I think once you give people – once you give authority that kind of power, you know, it's going to be hard to get it hard to get it back yeah like they have the ability to do these things and they learn that like you know they can do that and i don't know i mean sometimes it starts out without malicious intent right but when you get the wrong people in power then we all know what happens i mean look what the last the last situation you know every presidency is a nonsense a joke yeah. everyone kills people everyone yeah. bombs people but the last one was very uniquely miserable <laughs> you know there was something a couple things that happened that never happened before and it, the last time you were here was january <laughs> 6th it was a wednesday and you came in to do a session and yeah. everything was peachy and great and you're like all right ben later and you're like went outside i went outside i was like john come inside i forgot something I hey came you forgot back something yeah. and you're like i was like john you gotta come check this out come sit in the living room and you came in and we're watching the attack on the capitol yeah like you eddie and i were like what is going on <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. Yeah. I mean, nobody has. Nobody has. Yeah, so like those types of things were going on, you know. But um, I don't know. I don't. It's all. It's all a mess. I don't. I have a hard time associating and affiliating with any political party anymore. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Same. It upsets people for some reason. If you can't fit in those two lanes, people like being upset. They do like people do like yeah. to be upset. It's like a commodity now. Yeah. People it's, can deal it around and like <laughs> exchange it. And, <laughs> It's a currency. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I do not want to get in, get into being upset. I love how many topics you try to avoid. <laughs> I was like farming. You're like no, 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 no. <laughs> Depression. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Sad lyrics. Mm-mm. We're not talking about it. I'm like, I, I keep trying to pry, and you're like, no, no. Those doors, those doors are closed. <laughs> padlock. You can't cut them open. No. No. So, did you uh, grow up? Doing music with anybody in your family, M- musical siblings, parents. He had six. He was always playing. People always. Anybody play any instruments? Uh, my brother brought a guitar in the house 
um, when he got back from college. That's actually the first guitar I ever played. He had a little, little Yamaha acoustic. Mm. We so, we actually came home with a Strat and like a big Fender amp, like a twin. I don't even know what they're called. I don't know shit about electric guitars, but he had a big rig <laughs> that he brought home from college, and he had like a he had a computer with a DVD player on it, and like he would ride like Stevie Ray Vaughan DVDs and stuff at like Austin City Limits. I'm like, oh, this is cool. He came back with long hair and shit. And I was like, this is awesome. Inspired your long hair. Yeah. But uh, first acoustic guitar was probably his that I started playing. And then, uh, yeah. I mean, we all did band and stuff in school, but mm. nothing stuck. Nothing stuck. Mm. So was it like your group of friends, everyone in the sports? That's just the avenue you kind of went into, football? Uh, some of them were. Some of them weren't. The ones I grew up with didn't play sports. Um, but then, yeah, I became friends with the guys later on. They were in football and all that shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so kind of kept foot in both worlds yeah i did as well a lot yeah. of sports sports and music i, I like both yeah. but i had a really i had the complete wrong mindset to be an athlete i wanted i wanted i had the mindset of what i do with music i wanted to use like um athleticism as like a creative outlet i thought it's, i thought it's very like poetic and creative to like watch someone do something fluently and effortlessly with mm. their body their abilities to map out how to get a basketball from here to here and execute a plan and a play and play like read defense and do all that, like the art of it, yeah. not the competition part of it. I was so not competitive. I, I did not care if we lost. I'd smile when I lost. I'd be like, oh, we did well. I scored a couple points. Terrible athlete. Yeah, that's no good, Ben. No. You can't be smiling about losing. <laughs> I didn't care if we won or lost. I just wanted to play. Mm. I just wanted to like have that act, get the heart rate going, jumping, doing a cool play, trying a cool move, having fun with people. So I was good at that, terrible at being an actual competitive athlete. Mm. And I was like, I should probably just stick to music because that's that world where you get to do that and you don't have to worry about, you don't win. When did that realization happen? (laughs) The interviewer. Uh, Probably at about 14 years old. Okay. So that's pretty young. Yeah. Yeah. I I picked up a guitar at 14. I was like, I'll still play sports, but I really just want to have fun. It's always for fun. Yeah. I'll just stick with music. Yeah, 14, and, and that's when everything kind of changed a lot. So, well, 17 years. Yeah. You um, you know Jake Willis? Mm-hmm. He, he does something similar to you with his crazy drum his, kit. His farmer drum machine. That thing is wild. It's got like, what, 10 drums on it? Yeah, there's like a hi-hat, a ride, a snare, some some like shakers, a kick. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. And then he does the, the beatboxing thing. Yeah. That guy is crazy. Wild. A lot going on. Wild. Yeah, he's a, he's a wizard. He's a wizard, yes. Yeah. It's great. He gave me a shirt off his back once, one of the nicest things ever. He came in for a session, had this awesome shirt. I just loved the color pattern and stripes on it. And I kept talking, like, man, that shirt's so cool. And he like he's like, you know, we did the deed. He left. Then like five minutes later, my, he's knocking at my door. I open it. He's like, he's just holding it. He's like, here you go, man. <laughs> just gave it to me. T- literally took it off his back. I was that like, sounds like Jake. It was like the second time I met him. Yeah. And he just gave it to me. I was like, wow. But uh, yeah, he's he's an awesome human. He's something. His Crazy guitar musician. collection is amazing. Yeah, never yeah. seen anything like it. No, it's wild. Yeah, he's got some old stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some really cool guitars. Like I thought, I have a cool guitar collection. Yeah, you do. It's it's pretty cool, but his is like real vintage, like fifties. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the coolest era of electric guitar building. Yeah. Fifties. Yeah. Like the original he, stuff. Does he gig with them? I don't know. Probably sometimes, but probably sticks to like the yeah. '60s ones for that. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you. I'm in that weird ones. spot right now too. Like I got that old Martin, the single O 
It's a 58. And I'm like, ooh, I played it out. That's scary. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Keep that somewhere safe. <laughs> but it's like, I bought it to play it. So I think I'm going to just not play it outside. Yeah. Because like last summer I was playing it outside and I was sweating on it and it was just not good. Even certain times of the year, play it at like that nice, play it inside when it's outside at like 65, 70, like a room temperature mm-hmm. in and out. Yeah. So the only thing changes is a slight humidity and dryness. Mm-hmm. But when you have like, oh, I'm playing inside, but it's 95 out and it's 68 in here, that's when you run, or vice versa, it's 23 out and it's 68 in here, that's when you run into problems. Yeah. I'd keep it strictly to like same temperature outside and such so like spring fall. Yeah, it's probably your best bet. Yeah, because I got a J forty five that's like my workhorse, and I can. I mean, that thing's pretty solid. That's yeah, so it's called cool the fiberglass national, right? You use? Oh, uh, it's it's steel. Steel. Yeah, yeah that's can't really you can knock a house down with that. Thing. Yeah, you can't really hurt that thing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's what. But also, it's cool about like carbon fiber or fiberglass guitars. It's like you can. Yeah. Like, I truly, you know, wood is the coolest one to use, but wood is wood. Yeah. And it can't handle everything. Right. Yeah. You never play electric, do you? Mm-mm. I used to have, I had a couple, and then I just sold them, I don't know, a couple years ago. Even like a, like a big full hollow body? Yeah, I had a Gibson V35 or whatever that Wasn't was called. Wasn't your thing? Uh, I could see you rocking that really well. Be cool. I think I could now, better than then. Mm-hmm. I still have the amp. I just I unloaded the guitar because so I needed the money. Um, but it's just like another. I carry around a lot of shit. Yeah. With me at gigs, like I got four hard cases. I got the whole drum thing. There's just a lot of stuff, and it's like throwing an amp and another guitar on top of it. I haven't brought myself to do it yet. Get a little guy, little amp, little. If I do. I got okay. a, well, no, not that small. I got a, a Princeton Reverb. I mean the Fender. Aren't those like, fifteen watts? Is that what, is that what they are? I think they are. Like a one H, one eight inch speaker, one ten inch speaker. Is it a 68 speaker. reissue or something? No. Is there a, a vintage one? No, it's new. It's probably a reissue. Yeah, right. I think they only yeah. do like a silver face 68 Prince and Reverb. That's what it is, yeah. 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 Forgot you, you're not into I don't know anything about yeah. it. I have it, but I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I'm telling exactly what he's like. Uh, yeah, me. Sure. That sounds about it. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I mean, I used to play electric early on. But I just didn't stick with it. I like the dynamics of acoustic instruments. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, I, I particularly like like miking up that resonator and miking up the banjo. I put, I just put a pickup in the banjo, and I realized that I'm probably never going to use it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound the same at all. No, it sounds pickups on acoustic guitars don't translate well at all. Yeah, it's just comp- and not being the body, and I don't all. need it. Because I'm not playing with a band. I can just mic everything up. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that competition. Yeah. I can that extra bleed. Yeah. It's true. I don't have any feedback issues, really. Mm-mm. Yeah. So I plug in the just the right acoustic, but the resonator and the banjo I mic up, and that's just that's how it's, it sounds the best. Have you ever thought about like making your hub into a different place where what the style you play is a more prominent way, like in Texas, Nashville, Tennessee, those types of things? Um. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get down to Texas for sure. And I was just in Nashville this past week doing my thing. Um, I don't know, though. I don't know where I should be. Right now, I'm just trying to keep things, keep the overhead low and just mm-hmm. be able to play as many shows as possible. I can see you thriving in Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, those areas. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I opened for a band, um, I guess it was 2019, the Bandoliers. They're signed to Bloodshot Records. 
I got talking with a couple of them after the show, and they're like, "Dude, you should come down to Texas. They're in, te- I think they're in Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, you could, you could do well down there." I was like, "Yeah, I think you could. Give me a reason to go. I'm going next week to visit Matt McNeil. Oh, cool. You driving? Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't really know how to do any other way. Yeah, and never fly. <laughs> yeah, I hate flying. I, it's like time travel. It's great, but I just love just seeing the country and just dr- being alone. Mm-hmm. Put some music on, put on a podcast. Well, and then like go. the length of flight is really bullshit because you're spending three hours to get to the airport. <laughs> and you're spending three hours, you know, like yeah. it's it's not the same amount of time, but it's pretty close. Like, yeah, it's a 14 hour drive. I'm leaving at 6 a.m. I'll get there at hmm, I go a little fast. I'll get there at 13 hours. I'll get there at seven. Yeah, you know, if I flew between waking up early, the airport, asking someone to drive me there because I'm paying for an Uber. The whole luggage check, all that jazz. I don't have any special royalties. I never fly, so I got to do it the hard way. And then the flight's two hours and 15 yeah, minutes. It's a long time. It gets delayed because of something. And then yeah. it is cool. The flying is wild. Like, I love staring just at the wing and just seeing how the physics of it, how it's just working. It's the coolest thing. But yeah. fly- driving is just fun. I just like seeing the country, stopping in these weird places, random restaurants. Yeah. It's just fun yeah. seeing everything. It helps you have a appreciation for different people. You know, you, get, you meet a lot of interesting people doing it. You might not agree with a lot of them, different ideologies, but you don't know unless you actually go out there and do it. Instead of just assuming all the time what people are, yeah. you know, you you got to see this country. Yeah, it's big. You got to coexist and you with could, 300 but you could travel, people. You could travel on the highway and still not see any of the country. Well, I, I always you know I get off of it, go to different work, areas, get into yeah. towns. Yeah, I, I try to do like we're gonna try to do some sessions, some a podcast here, so I'll meet you know new people, different people in different places. It's fun. How long are you staying down in Texas for? Eight, eight days. In Texas? Like in Dallas or whatever? Yeah. Uh, so driving is two of them. So six days, two days of what driving. What are you going to do down there? We're going to do a podcast and do some sessions with some bands and just hang out. At, at Matt's uh, studio? Matt's house. Yeah, Matt's His studio. House. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. You should go down there. They 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 I know should, the scene. I'd like to go with you. <laughs> <laughs> They're part of the scene. You should go hang out down there. They, they, they'd get you some cool, cool gigs, help you with the right people. They're great down there. And they have... They have their worlds honed in. They're like, they're a big element of it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm tempted to, I would always want, I always wanted to start DZ Records in another location. Yeah. Just need the right people that have the same ideology, philosophy, and work ethic. Yeah. They got to be a little crazy, a little obsessive, a little neurotic. And I think that might be everything you need to be. So there's a little cocktail there. <laughs> That'd be sweet. I bet Mac, Mac could probably help you out, pull that off pretty... Yeah, I mean, they're doing their own thing. Matt Black Sound, they yeah. have their own thing going on. I'd like to collaborate, but yeah, it's hard. I want to... It'd be cool to have a, just that, like this, and like yeah. West Coast, East Coast, South, yeah. North. Yeah. It'd be fun. That would be fun. Man, I wish I was a millionaire so I could just do that. Someday. Why? Any millionaire is listening... Ben. You got you got a million streams. <laughs> You're a millionaire. Listen... We need a millionaire, John, to back us. Okay. I'm going to say this every show to every guest. Like, we need a millionaire to invest in what we do. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Get your big old tour van with a jacuzzi and... Jacuzzi? OLED TV. A who? <laughs> a whole, your whole band can tour with you? Yeah. Man, you would be so cool as, like, John Till. But, like, the band you did, a, you know, your record with? Like, yeah. Just that behind you? It'd be so sick. There would be. Let's do it, dude. Let's find a millionaire. Back you up. Where do we find him? I don't know. I don't. I, whenever you hear like, yeah, yeah, I did this thing, I had this idea, and some guy invested, and it's like, where, where's that guy for me? I think you have to put it out there. 
think you gotta seek it out. Yeah, the problem with that though is then then it's not this anymore. If there's someone who's gonna give you that much money to, to it's gonna make it something else. It's a brand, then you're selling stuff to maintain that money. Well, that's life. You're always gonna be something else. I know. Like, I hate having to make that decision. That would just be a large accelerant. Million <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dollars. Oh man, I wouldn't know what to do with that much money. Yeah, you do. I would. Yeah. I know how many guitars I'd buy. I know the you microphones. I already got it all mapped out online on Sweetwater. All the gear. Yeah. I already made. I've made so many checklists of the gear I'd buy if I had that much money just for fun. Yeah. It's midnight on your phone. Like I guess I'll buy that preamp and that microphone. Do you think about that? Oh yeah. Nice. I'm always. You gotta. I'm always thinking ahead, too far ahead sometimes. Thoughts that you would buy? Yeah, I mean, I was I, I was planning out, like, the 10th DZ Fest, like, five years ago. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But not, like, buying guitar. Yeah, like, well, a, I, like, the gear I would need for it. Oh, okay. Stuff I wanted, like, yeah. how to get to there. Yeah, I understand. The wood, yeah. the artist. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to do three days, but nobody wants to do three days. Two days is probably good. <laughs> see? You're one of those people who doesn't want to. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like You a, say that until you see how many bands want to play and then you realize, oh, I could do a week, you know. Right, but do you? Can you? I can. I I don't know if I don't, I don't know if these uh, big old babies out there on this planet can big handle old it. babies. I know it's a little much, but I don't know. It's kind of fun. So it's put, like put all your, day it's Friday. Like a marathon. No. So instead of doing forty bands, two days, you do fifty bands, three days. So it starts later, and everyone gets to anybody volunteering or coming gets to sleep in late. It starts at four instead of noon. On Friday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Four to four to eleven each day, four to ten thirty each day, fifty bands. So you get to like have that morning off, less stress. It's not chaotic in the morning trying to set up. People could sleep in, they want to go all three days, have a day, do stuff, get So it's currently them. just Friday, Saturday? Just Saturday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Throw Friday on there. Thank you. If you're starting later. <laughs> and you get to add ten more bands to it. Sounds cool. 50 bands play in your backyard. Yeah, do it. I got, you hear that, everybody who's listening? I got the approval from John Till, who, that's not your real name. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's your birth name. What time is it? I don't know. We haven't been going long. It's only one. What time do we start? I don't know. Hold on, stay here. Let me check this. Let's see how long this thing says. Probably started at 11, didn't we? Oh, it's been about two hours. Yeah. You can go a bit longer. We don't have to do three or four hours. All right. We can just, man, let's make it two. Okay. I don't know. We don't, we can, this doesn't matter. There's no rules. I we understand. Can, you seem so tired still. <laughs> I'm good. You're like, this whole time you've been like puffy eyed, just like rubbing around like, uh, I don't want to talk about that. Uh. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into, Ben. I know. I know. Well, I asked you four months ago and you were like, yeah, and then you're like, nah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did you do? You did the friends and music one. Yeah, six years ago with Matt. Yeah, man, I wouldn't. Did it, was I in the same room? Did I leave when you guys did it? I think you were in the room, hanging out, probably yeah. playing video games or something. We we're just down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I missed it. That was a fun one. It was completely different. You know, this yeah. is my own thing, but you know, we did that for eight years. Really? Yeah, interviewed hundreds and hundreds of bands and That's artists. Crazy. And every friend, everyone I ever knew, yeah. Well, this is a completely different method, but yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. Oh, I I got the mindset and honestly, like the, the education of how to the art of talking and like listening, mm-hmm. letting the person speak, asking certain questions, learning how to navigate that. Yeah, 
things like ums and likes, you learn how to kind of take away and not do it as much. When you just speak a lot, you realize and you, you hear yourself back. Like when, I, when I'm editing, I don't really edit these, but I hear it. And I go like, oh, that's a, I don't like how I said that. I, I stepped on that person's toe, you know, stuff yeah. like that. It's a skill. I bet. But I, I, I recommend more people do it. You know, not a podcast, but just talk more. It's, um, it's sad. A lot of people aren't open to it. They don't talk. They don't ask enough questions. They don't pry to learn about other people instead of just assuming. Yeah. You know, you should at least ask, not even personal questions, just talk to people. You know, go out. It's a novel idea, Ben. Thanks. Talking to people. You'd be amazed how often people don't do it. They don't talk. They don't hang out. They kind of just assume, like, I don't like that person. Why? I don't know. Because hmm. they said something you don't agree with. Well, how will you ever convince them otherwise that their idea might be a little skewed than to have the conversation? That hard. It's because it's hard. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. You hear something say a very questionable thing, and you instead of saying, I don't like that, I don't like you, or I hate that, Maybe you sit there and, well, why do you think that? You know, Find out where they came from. Maybe they grew up in a certain circumstance that led them to believe that. And if you can bring that to their eyes, a third-party perspective, they can possibly see that and be like, oh, I didn't think about it that way. Maybe that wasn't appropriate. Maybe that person is just like me and I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's a hard time to be alive <laughs> in terms of communication. Things are changing pretty rapidly. They are, but it's the it's the it's the internet being really loud. Mm-hmm. When actually, when you go out and just talk and hang out with people, it's not. That's why I, I it's mean, not that bad. No, it's not. And that's why I don't really like existing in social media all that much because also it's bullshit. It is. So it is. that's why I felt really good just getting back to playing shows because that's like I know everything. Like when I'm playing a show or a gig or whatever, a corner of some bar where no one's listening. I think that's real life. That's like where I exist. That's where I'm like, that's where I exchange my ideas, whether people receive them well or whether people give a shit or not, whatever. But like, at least I know like things are tangible. Mm-hmm. Nothing on the internet that happens, none of it's real. I mean, it's real. That's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> um, but I mean, in it's terms of like, oh, you get all this interest and people, they give a shit about something you post and then no, I mean, no one shows up or whatever. Like, what, like, I don't understand. Um, well, you don't know unless you try. It's only, like, it doesn't hurt, right? No. Because, like, what if 1% of it works? So, save a 1,000 followers, 1% works. So, like, 10 people came out. Yeah. It's 10 more than the person who just sits at home wishing that they were doing it and hates their job. Like, it's something. Yeah. You know, I, I always have a, I don't know, it's not true. It's not real, but I have a 10% rule. I always thought the interested you know? button was so strange. Like, oh, I'm glad you're interested in the event. That's wonderful. I hated that one. I hated that one. It should be going or not going. Yeah. The interested one annoyed me because everyone started doing that, yeah. and I was like, no one's going. No. Yeah. Those numbers are weird. I used to hate, like, hate that about, man, I haven't made an event page in forever. Yeah. I don't miss that. Yeah. I don't miss that making a spelling error and having some dickhead call me out on it instead of just being nice and messaging me privately. You know, they got to get that one up in life because they're miserable. Yeah. What hey, a- man, it's, uh, it's there, not there. <laughs> it's like, thank you. I clearly did that on purpose, and I would just love for another adult to call out, call out another adult on this childish platform. Yeah. Or maybe you can be a nice person and message me privately and let me know. Or you can just not say anything at all because it really doesn't affect your life. It doesn't really matter at all. You get the, you get the idea. Yeah. No, that's my favorite part about the internet. I'm glad people do it a lot less because I suck at spelling, but I try. Yeah. It's weird. 
What are you doing for the rest of the day? Oh, just driving down 55. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the old 55. Back to Bloomington. Just huh. sit down with the metronome. No, I don't know. I'm waiting to hear back on a painting job. So if I'm doing that or... Outside I'm, or inside? Inside. Inside. Oh, I'm painting the barn. Whoa, that seems like a job. That'll be cool. Outside? Yeah. I power washed it like back in April. I'm just waiting for good weather, but it's going to be real clean and white. Wow. How long does that take? It'll be like four, maybe four days. Four, four, ten hour days. It's weird. I mean, like there's some high points, but like the sides, the east and west sides of it are all, I mean, it's not really that big. It's mm-hmm. not a big barn, but it's going to look really cool because it hasn't been painted in, I don't know, 25 years. Oh, really? Yeah. It's probably bad for that wood. It's still pretty solid. There's some soft spots, but this can be nice and nice and shiny. How old is that barn? It's like 100 something years old. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It's a really cool, cool structure. And now it's uh, they're running like a like a little market farm stand out of it now downstairs, so people pull off the road and get fresh vegetables. So we should have a show there again. Would he be down to do that? Maybe. That was fun. Yeah. We can do even better now. Yeah. Better gear. We know more artists that can hop on. We could do like solo artists with something crazy. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'm trying to think what it was like when you were there. I don't think I had built the bar up there yet. There was the kitchen in the back. Oh, you had your. So spot. I was living in there. Yeah, you had the spot in the back. Oh, okay. Bales of hay around was. the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those are some fun, fun summers living in that in that space. Get hot up there? Or did you have a good breeze? Get a pretty good cross breeze. Um, yeah, it would get hot, but I mean, I didn't really care. I was living in a barn, man. Yeah, if you're yeah. living in a barn, you clearly don't care. <laughs> I had a freaking, I had a possum crawl in the bed with me one night. <laughs> That I did God. care about. That is not good. That was bad. That's kind of gross. I was going to... That's a low point. I had to go... <laughs> I, was like, huh. I was getting ready. To, I had to record the next day. I had to be up at like 8 o'clock, and uh, it was cold out. And he was just trying to get warm. He just wanted to cuddle with John Till. It was probably like 45 degrees. I had a heated blanket on, and I, I felt something like rustling at my feet. I thought it was a cat, and then and I realized that we didn't have a cat at the time. <laughs> and I turned the light on, and a little possum froze. just... Wait, can you do it towards the camera? <laughs> they just they just kind of sit there and just show their teeth. They do the, they, have, they don't. What'd move. you do? Would you kick it? Yeah, booted it. <laughs> and the, what did the possum? It, it hit the floor, and then it sprinted under the bed. So I couldn't oh, get no. him out from under the bed. So now you're sleeping above the possum in the barn. Yeah. Oh no. And I could smell him. He smelled bad. Oh yeah, real musky. How'd you get rid of him? I just went back to bed. <laughs> Had a little like little little <laughs> pump action, little like Daisy BB gun. I was trying to get some rounds off to try to scare him out of there. And I waited there for like twenty minutes, and I was like, "This, I'm not getting him out." <laughs> so I just turned the light off and went back to bed. He didn't get back in bed with me though, so he knew his place. Yeah, under, like, I'll let John be above me. I'll stay under the bed. Man, I've had some similar, not quite as grotesque. Like possums are big and kind of gross, but when I had sleep in the DZ for years, um. There's definitely been large insects and yeah. probably a mouse or two that I've definitely felt go across. Yeah. I mean, how can I not? It's field yeah. mice. It's, yeah. I'm out back there. Yeah. But no possums or raccoons or squirrels or snakes or anything Well, I messed like up because, like, there's a floor, there's a door on the floor to get up into the loft of the barn, and I left it open. Mm. And uh, that was, I, was, I never did that again, obviously. <laughs> possum. You know, but it makes those sleeping experiences make every other sleeping experience so easy and a joke. 
You're like, I, I could sleep anywhere. Like, yeah. anywhere. Uh, I've slept in some some pretty rough spots. Mm-hmm. It's fun. <laughs> Life's an adventure, Ben. And well, John, I'm proud of you. I think you're a great musician, a great artist, great friend. Keep doing it. Always have my support. You keep doing it, too. I do what I can. You will. I, I, I love it. I'm glad that I... What I've done in life led me to you and you to me Likewise. for six years. Yeah. Had some good times. Can't wait for more. Yep. Some possum sleepovers. <laughs> <laughs> and congratulations on the, the vinyl and the nice. the full band thing. That's really sweet. Yeah. I can't wait to hear that. It'll be, I'll probably have it streaming in the summer. Awesome. Yeah. Anything you want to promote before we end it? Nope. No? John Till, find his website with nothing on it. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your uh, ears to the floor for him um, coming through your town. He plays everywhere. And uh, thank you again, John, for coming here. Thanks for having me, buddy. No problem. Take care. See you.